Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play TTRPG podcast. Each episode is its own standalone adventure, so you can dip in and out as you please. This week we're playing a system called Relic Hunter. Now, don't worry if you've never heard of it before, it is still in development, so this will be the first actual play run of this ever. I mean, as far as I know. Relic Hunter is all about adventure and the search for treasure in a deliberately pulpy style, so think The Mummy, Indiana Jones, or like The Lost World. Grand adventures, close escapes, good guys versus bad guys, scraps, and lots and lots of clever quips. Now, the dice rolling mechanics of this are based on four main stats, physique, sense, intelligence, and amenity, which in turn govern specialties, bulk, fitness, reflex, precision, mechanics, knowledge, social, and observation. Depending on your attributes, you'll roll different pairs of dice to get past obstacles. Another thing to mention is that you can earn pulp points throughout by doing things that are particularly pulpy, like saying clever one-liners after making cool attacks, beating enemies with a dirty trick or weird method, like you know throwing sand in their face for example, or just making a joke in a desperate situation. This will let you re-roll failed checks or add an additional die to an upcoming roll. Other things we'll cover, you know, as we go, but the important thing to remember is to commit to the pulpy fun nature of the adventure. So without any further ado, let's meet our intrepid adventurers and get going, shall we? So joining us this week, we have Ava. All right, so um, Avarice, also known as Ava, is a Cambian. So she is half devil and half dark elf. She is about five foot two, 90 pounds, very small, with um, a pair of black wings that are have enough feathers to look like wings and um, are missing enough feathers that she's not able to fly. She has purple skin and red eyes, and she wears often a cowboy hat. Oh yeah, she also has golden horns and black hair with white streaks. She wears black leather. And she has two little dragons perched on her shoulders. One is a black dragon with um, black and purple dragon with golden eyes. Another one is made of stained glass and its color changes based on what it eats. And that is Avarice. All right, next up, you said the name a couple of seconds ago, but I've already forgotten how it's pronounced. Olathe? Olathe. I was so wrong on <laughs> both. I like Olathe. <laughs> I will say it differently every single time just to make up for it. Uh, Aletha is a elf who has tan skin, corn yellow hair, and blue eyes. She tends to wear dark blue clothes and has a dark blue cloak, and she is six foot two tall. Oh, okay, that was it. <laughs> Did I forget I'm something? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> sorry, I was just... <laughs> Ava went on for like a good long one. Don't worry about. It. Don't worry about. I have it. a complicated. I have a complicated aesthetic. <laughs> and, and you you really get into it, and I admire it. <laughs> and last, but by no means least, we have Flex. Flex Arcana, nice to meet you. Yep, I'm a tall fella. I got weathered skin from being out in the sun hunting treasures. I uh, got a couple tattoos picked up along my travels, and of course my mama's trusty gun at my side. Wear simple blue jeans, nice shirt, duster when it gets cold, never without my trusty cloth scarf. Lovely. So, we have our adventurers. It is time to jump right into the adventure. We begin this adventure in the guild hall of the fire-breathing kittens in Nicomoy, 
an adventuring company of some repute. Mercenaries, adventures, and arsonists all are available for hire at a reasonable price. The three of you are sat in comfortable armchairs by the fire, fine brandy in hand. Well, cheap brandy. They say it's fine, but it's just fine. <laughs> Discussing your most recent exploits in vivid detail. So I had this bugbear in a headlock, and I'm giving him a real noogie, and I'm like, where's the treasure? Give me the map. And he's like, Rawr. and then that's when I realize I don't speak bugbear. <laughs> so then what you do? Where was the treasure after all? Oh, yada, 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 never found a treasure, but still friends with the bugbear to this day. Did you ever learn the bugbear's name? No, I mostly just call him Bugbear, but a hell of a pool player. Did you ever think to ask the Bugbear his secrets? Like, just nicely? Look, this is a lot of questions for a simple relationship. We fought, he has some treasure, we play pool together. Why complicate things with names and crossing a language barrier? As long as he can play pool like a devil, I'm damn happy to have him by my side. Fair enough. It's at this point that the bells uh, by the entrance tinkle as the large front door creaks open. Now, in walks a halfling with a suit and a wide-brimmed hat, so kind of think very small but very formal. Um, this The halfling walks up to the three of you by the fire uh, and goes... Ah, you and the, uh, the fire-breathing kittens, correct? That we are. Ah, yes, I have been sent to uh, retrieve you. My name is Lobelia Snackfield Bananigans. I work for the the, the museum, and um, we, we, we appear to have had a, a bit of a situation. I hope you can uh, resolve for us. Well, I suppose if you guys are available. Yeah, my dance card's free. Mm, there, there's something in it for us, like a reward or something. Oh yeah, yes, money is no trouble. Um, we can pro- provide money as if you wish. Uh, we can also. Wait, how about I tell you the, the the nature of the problem, and then we can go from there. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, ju- just a quick question. Uh, what is the biggest dragon you have ever seen? Biggest dragon? I mean, I've seen a really big gold one. But I don't remember exactly where it was. Really big old one. Yeah. Something to do with this little one, but yeah. And then she points to her uh, little black dragon. About as big as a horse. I've not had the pleasure to see a dragon. Okay, well, evidently none of you have been outside this morning because uh, a, a few hours ago, a, a sea dragon washed up on shore. And um, well, basically the idea is we need you to help get rid of it. Um, so, you know, I had this list of things I was going to tell you, but uh, you know what? I'm just going to try and go without it because you know, I'm trying to better myself in that way. Uh, well, this sea dragon, is it alive? Is it dead? Oh, yes, it, it is very much alive. So uh, we from the museum were initially sent down to get, uh, like take care of it um, and our team leader was convinced that there was something going on inside the dragon itself and that the only way to move the dragon was to 
to use his words, go inside the dragon to sort it out from within. But uh, see, the, the only bit of the issue is that the team leader has now gone missing. So we were instructed to come and find, um, come and find you to try and help because you, we, I was personally told that uh, you are very reliable and professional. Uh, as he's speaking, Flex is going over to a nearby closet and getting three of those like plasticky rain slicker ponchos. <laughs> it sounds like we're gonna have to go inside of something. <laughs> mm. So you said that the team lead went missing. So do you think they they tried to go inside the dragon, or is that unrelated? She, she, you see, she kind of like leans forward at that because she she is more interested in that person going missing. I mean, it's entirely possible that they are related due to uh, how you say narrative structure in these sorts of things. Yeah, it would make sense that he was talking about going inside of a dragon and then he goes missing. You said this all happened today? Uh, yes, well, it's all right. It's washed up uh, in the early hours of the morning. People reported it and uh, then we uh, we got sent over. But uh, only the team leader actually knows anything about, you know, dragons and like mentioned something about like old old magic artifacts, that sort of thing. Only he knew what he was talking about, so the rest of us are lost. We're more or less just, you know, meat puppets. That's a very bad word for it, but we were just, like, we're just extra hands. We don't know what we're doing. All right, well, this guy's spiraling into existential crisis. We're burning daylight, ladies. <laughs> I throw my scarf around my neck. So, how much is the pay again? <laughs> well... Well, you're more than willing to keep whatever you find within the dragon itself, but also just in case, um, we will provide uh, a certain amount of money in case, well, if you don't make it out, we will cover, you know, funeral costs and that sort of thing. And, uh, uh there will be, there will be a satisfactory recompense. Fair enough. Uh, once you make it out. Uh, can I also grab a... The largest container of highest proof alcohol I can find. Certainly, there's a bar. Perfect. Yeah, if I could just get like a pony keg or like a like a couple handles of vodka for emergency vomiting purposes if we get caught in the dragon's stomach. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's smart. That is smart. <laughs> okay, make make a note of that because I will not remember. Okay, I'm just putting alcohol down. Uh, cool. And with the rain slickers in tow. The promise of an artifact inside of this dragon <laughs> sounds like uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if Everest is getting paid, she's going to go too. <laughs> she has some familiarity with dragons now. <laughs> and I'm You're about tailing... to become even more familiar with them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm tailing behind. Okay, yeah, you make your way over the, the docks and... Well, you don't even need... You just go outside to see the dragon because it is frankly enormous. It is... uh, Well, I've written down here, it's about... It's taller than the highest buildings in the city. Oh, wow. So the... Let's see, which direction does the sun face? Yeah, I, I reckon there's a shadow from this dragon as you step outside into the street. 
Is it like up and about or is it laying on its side and it's still taller than buildings? It's laying on its side. Oh, wow. And Dang. it's still taller. Yeah. Well, the thing about these sea dragons is that they live at like the bottom of the oceans mm-hmm. normally. So they're, they're, they're really long, um, but they're also like, they can get real big as well. Yeah. Uh, the, the one that I saw was an ancient dragon, like the, the golden one. So would this be bigger than an ancient dragon? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Ancient dragons look teeny tiny in comparison. Okay, in that case, I'm going to just like look up. I'm just going to be like, that's one hell of a big dragon. Yeah, Flex like whistles through his teeth and goes, shoot. That's, I mean, that's way bigger than the one that I know. And that one was about 50 feet or something tall. That, that's a big one right there. Which kind of like points I to think him. I'm gonna need. I think I'm going to need more booze. <laughs> <laughs> Aletha just kind of like takes a breath and goes, well, I told my mom I wanted to go adventuring, so adventure tally-ho. Uh, <laughs> Did you start with the Southern accent? It's on her character sheet. It is on oh, her character yeah. sheet. We just happen to have all three people playing these. Right? <laughs> Worm wranglers. Yeah, we're all, we're all cowboys here. <laughs> um, cowboys all the way down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to turn back to, like, the person that um, that was talking to us and say, um, what was your name again? Mr. Baggy something? Well, it, it, I mean, it, it is Miss oh, Lubelia Snackfield Baggins, Bananigans. Bananigans. All right, yes, Miss uh, Bananigans. That, that's me. Um, if I die uh, don't, don't let the, Don't let the white hat fool you. I am actually a woman. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I didn't see the hair. My, my bad. But yeah, if I die here, when I come back, you're going to hell. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about the threats, but, uh, you know, some, like you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. It sounded more like a statement to me. <laughs> there wasn't much threat to it. <laughs> um, yeah, she kind of like takes her hat off and shows her horns. <laughs> All right, I, I have a habit of saying what's, what might happen. All right, so you make your way to the shoreline. Um, Lobelia um, yeah, shows you the way. Oh, obviously, you can tell which direction you need to go. It's towards the enormous dragon, but like, it is basically a mile long, so you've got to pick which, you know, which end. But you're going to mouth end, so it's less disgusting than the other direction. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah. Uh, so you, yeah, you get to the the head, and um, it's kind of like I, I don't even know how to describe how big the head is. It's freaking massive, um, but the head is kind of like partially in the water, if that makes sense. So like the bottom jaw is kind of like has water in it. So like say if if you were lying down on the beach, like on the on the shore, you're just lying down with your face pointing forwards with the sea going directly into your mouth but only covering like the lower part i'm i'm spending a lot of time just describing this one a little bit but that's where it's the the <clears throat> excuse me that's where the treasure is secretly behind the tooth we don't need to go in <laughs> oh god i hope this is just about the most horrible thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. Basically, what I'm doing is describing a way that mechanically you can get a boat in there. Yeah, oh, I got you. I see. 
Now, how's the smell? Because that's the only thing I can think of. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, it would smell really quite bad, I think. You know, having, huh. you know, traditionally lived on the bottom of the ocean. So it's got to be a lot of, like, death, I think it would smell like. Just megalithic fish morning breath. Yeah. Hmm. It smells like... So just imagine, <laughs> yeah, fish, death, death fish, fish dead, dead fish. If, if you add a bit of brimst- brimstone to this smell, it smells just like back home. <laughs> horrible. Tr- truly horrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Is, is there... You bet. <laughs> Uh, so we look around around the mouth. Is there like a landing party or anything? Or is it straight up just like, go find the guy? Um, well, basically what they've got set up is like they've got maybe some like scaffolding just around the area just to prevent the mouth like shutting because that's quite a, a bit of a hazard. So they've got that set up. They've only been here a couple of hours. Um, but they've got like, you know, a couple of tents set up. They've got a first aid tent. And they've got a, 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 I don't know, a... a a getting ready kind of tent. They've got some changing rooms, that sort of things. Just, in, you know, if you want to change into something a little more waterproof. Uh, but other, otherwise, people are just kind of like milling about because, you know, they've sent uh, Lobelia off to go and find people who can help. But they're all just kind of like standing around going, big dragon in it. Mm, yeah, pretty big. Oh. Well, not as big as the one I saw the other day. Oh, Terry, you're full of crap. He's like, oh, I saw, I saw a big dragon. He's like, yeah, but this big. All right, not that big, but maybe I was just uh, drunk again. He's like, yeah, Terry, you've got a real problem. You know, standard people conversation. I lean over to my party members and go, oh, Terry's here. <laughs> you know this person? Yeah, me- Museum Terry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Museum, Museum Terry. Everybody knows Museum Terry. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he's he been fired like three times for, you know... <laughs> he's actually a night watchman, but he's been fired a couple of times for, like, rearranging the exhibits. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple night at the museum situations. Yeah. And they're like, you're a terrible guard. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's what Terry is short for. Yeah. Terry, you're <laughs> terrible. Oh my god! <laughs> his picture is like he's like in his mom's arms as a baby. Oh, he's gonna be a terrible guard one day. <laughs> Let's name him Terry. <laughs> well, does anyone have a boat? Well, we could find the person in charge who will be paying us upon completion of this task and see if they are in possession of said watercraft. That's a good idea right there. Uh, yeah, so I'll just start milling about the tents looking for somebody, like, you know, with a clipboard, ideally. Oh, yeah, uh, there are loads of people with clipboards. Everyone's got a clipboard. <laughs> oh, I can't determine which one of these clipboard people are in charge. Um, I, I want to try to determine who's in charge just by, like, I don't know, observing and also asking, um, who's in charge around here? Someone please direct us to them. Okay, that's the perfect opportunity to introduce Rowan <laughs> into this adventure. <laughs> All right, so... Um, so observing, let's roll an observation check. So this is governed by your amenity. Okay, amenity observation. So I believe you would roll, is it 2d4 or 2d6? Depends on your bonus. I think we all have a 2d6. Oh, wow. 
I rolled pretty well. Okay. I'm going to do uh, a... uh, just, 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 just to mention for you listening, we're fairly confident we know what we're doing, but there will be mistakes and these things just happen. It's a work in progress and also, you know, we have only just, you know, started playing it. So bear with us. There are no rules lawyers yet. We're working it out as we go. So uh, don't shout at us. <laughs> so you roll the 2d6, then add your bonus? Yeah. yeah, like cool. I rolled a six, a three, and I'm going to add a two. So that's nine plus two, 11 for me. Uh, that is two sixes and a plus two for a 14 uh, mm-hmm. persuade for old Flex Arcana. Oh, if, if it's, yes. if it's persuasion, <laughs> then uh, let's add let's add a bonus to that. Then it's persuasion. Five. Oh, that'd be do fourteen I'm... then. If it's persuasion, do I need to roll two? No, no, don't worry about it. Okay. These two have got it covered. <laughs> like Ava just yells, "Like who's in charge here?" And like a flock of people with clipboards rock up like finally some someone to some to actually take charge around here because they're all just go uh what do we do what do we do what do we do i'm just a bureaucrat i don't know what's going on <laughs> like ah authority yes so you you flash your sheriff's badge from that town that one time sure <laughs> i am a sheriff and, and you're like who's in charge here and like oh um but yeah uh if you if you ask they can they can point you to I mean, you're on the you're on the shore. Like there are boats aplenty. There are a couple of what, like a couple of them washed up nearby. There are you know some fancy ones which probably don't want to get scuffed up. There's a tiny little rowboat if you want. You know, take your pick. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, we're gonna be needing boat to sail into this here dragon. Uh, it, what do you what do y'all think? What do you think is a good boat? A small one or a bigger, more sturdy looking one? Hmm. I don't know. To be honest, this is more of an adventure and less of a treasure hunt. That's sort of more my daddy's thing. So it's a little out of my depth. I'm mostly accustomed to ruins and temples and things like that. I'm inclined to say small rowboat, keep it mobile. But at the same time, I do not want to be capsized in a pool of stomach acid. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Lubili, uh... We'll uh, perk up Flex at that. That's a we- weird way of saying it, but yeah. Um, Flex, once you, once you kind of like say that, Lobelia kind of perks up and just goes, Ah, yes, you are F- Flex Arcana, correct? Yeah. Yes, you're, you're the reason we were, we were sent, um, because the, the team leader who has gone missing is, uh, is Professor Archibald Arcana, your father. My daddy's here. Well, I mean, from all the available evidence, your daddy is there. And points into the dragon. He puts like a real... Like, as we established, the air already smells like fish and death. But he like scrunches his face like he's smelling something even more horrible. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to pull his dumb neck out of trouble. Kind of puts his hands up to the side and goes, sorry, mama. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Aletha looks at Ava and goes so I'm guessing the relationship there ain't all kicks and giggles I guess not though I think I would have a similar reaction if my if, if my 
deadbeat father showed showed up and I have to save his his sorry butt. I've had to do that before. My mom don't want him going back to hell. So yeah, Ooh. no, I, I I feel you, Flex. <laughs> I mean, my daddy's a fine man. He's a he's a scholar, but uh, he's also a little bit of a and he kind of like whispers like to make sure like the heavens can't hear him. He's <laughs> a little bit of a wimp. The last couple of years really really lost the fire inside him after my mama died. He makes the the uh, I don't know like a weird star shaped sign. <laughs> <laughs> some strange elder god well my dad cheated on my mom with the dragon and then <laughs> and, and and then just dumped me at an orphanage because he didn't want to deal with the with the fiend setting fire on things so yeah, yeah it sounds like your daddy needs an uh, butt kicking oh he, sorry mama <laughs> he, he does but i'm not allowed to give it to him because if i do i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna come back here and can be grounded in hell for the rest of my life well, to be fair, my daddy could probably beat me up, so we won't be kicking my daddy's butt today. <laughs> Plus, I don't think he deserves one. He's just a little bit of a... Which is interesting. He done left his office and went up inside of this dragon gut. Remind me, if we survive this, to introduce y'all to therapy. <laughs> I think it'll be very helpful. And also, y'all could come by my parents' place and see what a healthy relationship looks like. I'm sure Mama would be glad to cook for y'all. Well, I, I do actually go twice a week, but it's mostly dealing with my uh, imposter syndrome. We, we haven't got quite to the level of working through my deep-seated family issues. Have I showed you my Mama's gun? <laughs> Pull out a pistol. I have a place to take it out if I need to. After all, there's no shortage of crime in Dengan. I can do whatever I want to the prisoners. Yeah, I think you might. I might introduce you to Miss Alicia, my therapist. <laughs> I, I've got my dragons. They they bite me when I do things that are too bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think negative physical stimuli is an appropriate response to trauma, but <laughs> I mean, to each his own. Let's go with this dragon. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I write the SS, I'm fine, on the side of our rowboat. <laughs> okay, so who wants to drive this boat? Because uh, the system does account for being able to like pilot um, things. So whoever is kind of in the driver's seat will need to roll... Uh, a mechanics check. I am to... not terrible at that. Not me then, but it ain't. I, I actually did have something I wanted to do. C could I? Could I send my um my my dragons like ahead of me, and then they can like come back to me and report, like if they see anything. Yeah, I would. I would have thought so. Uh, I will warn you. They're flying into pure darkness, into a dragon that smells of fish and death. Yeah. So, actually, just just one of them. Just just Penny. The black one. <laughs> it's the one I don't like as much. Penny can go. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I can, I can re-summon her if I need. one. <laughs> yeah. I, I just have to speak Despair. to my dear old dragon pal and he'll, <laughs> he'll resurrect her. <laughs> like, what, again? Ava. <laughs> you know, next time I won't, 
I won't bring them back. I'll just <laughs> just let you suffer. You got to have co- like there got to be consequences, Ava. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> you know, Penny recently just bought a timeshare down here. That's how much time she spends dead. <laughs> oh, she she hasn't died yet. I mean, I feed her usually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, you, you send Penny on ahead. It'll, <laughs> it'll be a little while till she reports back. Um, so who fancies driving this boat? It's not going to be me. Me neither. I, I think... Oh, that, I can drive the yeah. boat. Oh, baby, spicy 12. All right, yeah, yeah that, that'll do. Uh, that'll do, donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you've spent many an hour, like... Um, rowing these sorts of boats down like raving, raging rivers and rapids and waterfalls and all sorts of stuff. So you've you've managed to, you know, just paddle a tiny little rowboat into uh, the gaping moor of an enormous sea dragon. There's no problem whatsoever. The biggest uh, difficulty is just trying to hold your breath the entire time, but you'll get there in the end, I suppose. So you all hop into the boat with the promise of adventure and row into the darkness of the dragon so into the darkness we go everything is completely pitch black by the way you know and well once you get past the open mouth you get further into the gullet and then all the light just disappears from everything um actually yes since you sent penny on ahead Mm -hmm. ava uh she will come flapping back to you uh chased by a uh oh let's let's call it a horde of uh ravenous sea bats oh boy why'd you get yourself into this so there's there's squeaking and flapping and there's loads of them so what i'm gonna need from each of you is to do a fear roll because i'm making use of the mechanics we have so uh in this game um Fear rolls is just, you know, if something scary happens, uh, it's just a roll to stave off being scared, which has certain mechanical effects we'll get into later. So um, for this, what you would need to, what you want to do, let me go down to the fear section of the rules. So everyone rolls 2d6 plus their courage rating, which in turn is equal to your level minus one. So for everyone here, that is one. Um, so you, they have to roll equal to or higher than the value equal to the fear rating of this event plus seven. So a load of bats ahead, they would need to roll equal to or higher than an eight. Oh, oh. Well, that's good because I, I rolled a six and a three again plus one is ten. Okay, so Ava, you're good. You're basically bat yourself. <laughs> yeah, basically, except I got bird wings. <laughs> yeah, same thing. First trash roll of the day. Big fat five. Oh, samesies. I've got a lot of cousins that look uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, Minerva, what are you doing here? Uh, so, oh, yeah, no, flex no, cousins. sorry, not Minerva. Ah, Ava's cousins. And just starts firing into the horde of bats <laughs> with his pistol. Just hammer back like at the hip. Yes. Uh, so how fear works is that um, every adventurer when they're scared so that this is Olathe did I say that right? Yes Yes. he and uh, Flex both roll one fewer die um, it's every actually check pronounced, it's pronounced Flex 
<laughs> what did I say? You said flex. It's actually flex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so basically, this will... Um, but this only applies when you're in sight of this. So, say, the bats. So, okay. But they're, they're all trying to kind of nip at Penny at the moment with and she's kind of like making her way towards back towards Ava for safety. <laughs> I like how there's quotation marks around that. Relative safety. <laughs> Relative safety. Yeah. I, I got an immediate plan. I take the jug of high proof alcohol. I'm going to try to throw it in the air and shoot it. Or uh, if anybody's magic, if they want to, like, fireball it or something, see if we can get an explosion going on that horde of bats. Oh, I've got hellfire. We got this. <laughs> cool. So then uh, <laughs> I yell, pull, and throw the uh, jug of alcohol up towards the bats. Yeah, I, I say in draconic, uh, penny, dab, basically, so that she gets out of the way of the explosion. Okay, so Ava, are you going to shoot the... The bottle of alcohol with your finger guns. Yeah, basically, I'm going to finger gun it. <laughs> finger gun it with hellfire. Okay. All right, so what we're going to do is uh, Flex is going to roll a throw um, action, which is based on precision. Actually, both of you go for precision because one, uh, it's a throw for Flex and it's an aim for Ava. Ooh. Oh, I, I am not good at this. And I roll one fewer dice, oh, right? Boy. Yeah. <laughs> not a good. That's a two. <laughs> Oof. That's a 1d4 minus one. Uh-oh. Uh, well, I rolled a six plus five plus two. That's a 13 for me. Well, Ava <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> I'm so glad that I that I put uh, bonus points in precision now. <laughs> it comes in handy. I pulled points out. <laughs> uh, so let's say, yeah, Flex tries to like throw this big jug of uh, alcohol, but it just <laughs> it just ends up like at the far end of the boat. It kind of just smashes all over. Oh boy! At uh, the front of the boat, so oh. that's just covered in booze now. But Ava, you will still um, kind of fire off a couple of finger shots. So you managed to take out a couple of the bats. Okay. But Penny is still kind of like flapping away, panicked <laughs> towards you. I, I, I turned to Flex and I'm just like, I thought we were throwing it at the bats, not drenching the boat with booze. <laughs> Look, man, I've never seen a bat before, okay? They're real scary. <laughs> well, at least we can smell the booze and not the guts. That is true. Hey, rip off a plank, uh, mm-hmm. Aletha. Maybe we can get a little torch action going since it's covered in booze. <laughs> All right, I'll try. Uh, fair warning, not very strong. And I'm going to try to rip off a piece of the boat to light on fire. Uh, I'll toss you a knife. Oh, I have a knife, <laughs> actually. Okay, there you go. Okay, uh, if you roll me a bulk check for ripping... Ripping things out. That's uh, uh, governed by physique. And I have no bonus. That's all right. Give it a go. That is five. Well, the good news is it's not a very well-built boat. <laughs> <laughs> so you picked, you know, a teeny tiny rowing boat. It's not going to be very well-built. If you'd picked a more expensive boat, 
then you would have had trouble. This one, fine. So you just tear out one of the one of the floorboards and start swatting away at the bats <laughs> if you want. All right, want me to light that well, on actually, fire? Actually, no, we're, we're going to set it on fire, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, I hold it up and I go, hey, Ava, little light? Sure. And, I, and I'm just going to like toss a little ball of fire at it. Yeah, uh, I also light a cigarette off of the fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, I have an idea. I, I'm going to take out my cigar and I, I'm going to do that as well. Because I have, yeah, so like, yeah, we, we can be swatting at the bats. I was thinking to j- blow like a giant cloud of smoke over them so we can't see them anymore or so that we can like, or so that they can be confused and we can maneuver around them. And if I can't see them, if me and um, me and Aletha can't see them, that would remove the fear yeah. effect, right? <laughs> Simply close your eyes. <laughs> Why has no one ever thought of it? So yeah, I, I want to I try to do that while we're swatting them away with the flames. I want to try to blow a giant cloud of smoke over them. And obscure them or obscure us so that we can maneuver around them. Yeah, so I would, yeah. So I'd say with the combination of fire and you get a bit of smoke up in there, you know, they have very delicate lungs, these bats. <laughs> They're not used to working at this kind of altitude. So it's very, very strange for them, the, <laughs> like the pressure differences and everything. So yeah, the combination of the fire and the smoke, that'll just drive them away there, gonna hide back into whatever crevices they used to uh, live in. So both of you, um, are now free of the fear, so don't worry about that anymore. You're back to normal. However, Olathe did just rip a board out of the boat. Mm, come on, there's parts of the boat that won't cause it to sink. I smell yeah, this but coming. I, but <laughs> before we played, Olathe's player did mention she builds stupid characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> can I try to use, like, c- can we try to use my feathers to patch it up? <laughs> They're somewhat acid-proof. <laughs> They're fireproof, at least. Why don't we just put out the fire on the board that she's holding? Oh, true. <laughs> One, try and put it back in place. Yeah. I guess I dip the board in the, like, what we're floating on. And then stick it back in place? Because how are we going to put it out? Does it... Here. Well, just the, dump the, it in the, point, the point I'm trying to go for is that there's now a, le- a leak in the boat. Yeah. All right. Does... Well, now she's just standing there holding the burning board <gasps> and is like... Yeah, you, your ankles well, are getting what? wet. Oh. Uh, I allow like a full five second pause before I go, we'll put the board out. <laughs> Uh, uh, right right um and she just dunks it in the water and then like hands it to ava like here you go uh i don't know what to do with it i handed to flex (laughs) my lord you ladies you're the one who's steering the you might be better at fixing it than than i am (laughs) like i imagine some brand away Uh, I'll try to put it back where it was in place, take out my knife, put on my brass knuckles, and then basically pound the knife in like a wedge. So at least, you know, it stops most of the leak. And then I guess I'll stuff the rest up with like my socks. <laughs> okay. Um, ah, yes. Um, there is a specific thing for this for fix. It's mm. on mechanics. So roll me a mechanics check. Now that I am much better at. And that's a, a nine. Yeah, you managed to patch it up 
uh, more or less all right. But but the the issue is that there is now still a load of water in the boat, kind of about up to your knees. Uh, well, since I've so taken my shoe, it's only just floating along. All right, I'm gonna start bailing out as much water as I can with my shoes that I've removed. I, I've got boots, so I'm gonna use my boots as well. Does it does it look like there's any place to land? Uh, not yet. But as you in this uh mo, as you're bailing out uh furiously, getting rid of, getting rid of the water from the boat, you are just traveling along this kind of natural current. Oh. Um, the embers of like some of the fiery remnants i'm just trying to give an excuse as to why you can see this um you can see like the the silhouette of a what seems to be maybe a shipwreck kind of blocking your path hmm. oh no there's a there's another obstacle in the way how can we possibly <laughs> i'm going to turn to flex basically what i've written down here is like there there's some um like boards in the way that you want to try and um get rid of like so, if you imagine there's just a shipwreck, like cut in half, pointing out either side. Could we find? Could could we find a bucket on the shipwreck? Mm. Hey y'all, the shipwreck. It might have a bucket. It's bigger than ours. Or a lifeboat. Yeah. Or another boat. That'll work too. Yeah, just just find another boat. Um. Or we could salvage wood. Plenty of options. Well, uh, Flex, you're driving. Can you land? Well, let's see. <laughs> and I bring this rowboat up to top speed, three miles an hour. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I, I Tokyo drift into the dock. Yeah, and I'm going to send Penny out again to like go and see if there's anything, um, any, any movement in or around the shipwreck. And then I'll tell her, but this time, please try not to get spotted. <laughs> or, I don't know, shout a warning or something back to me. <laughs> Uh, Penny rolls her eyes like, you think I was not trying to get spotted the first time? <laughs> they do the Flintstones. It's a living. I, I, I mean, you did bring an entire horde of those bats here. <laughs> I mean, thank you for going out, but also, like, yeah, just be more careful. Yeah, or at least an, a less scary horde of monsters. They look like little dogs with wings. I don't like it. Bring something cute and fluffy back next time. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Frankly, enough of anything starts to get a little freaky to me. Like, if you saw 10,000 rabbits, you're like, why are all these rabbits together? Okay, th this is very useful information if you ever go to hell and I'm in charge of you. Ava, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I love you, but my mama raised me right, and I will be going to the celestial realms upon my death day to be reunited with my beloved mama. Mm, that's what and, they all say. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure no. I belong to the Fae, so you'll have to fight them for me. Mm, fair enough. I mean, your soul could be worth fighting for. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's real sweet, Ava. <laughs> all right, get out the boat. <laughs> <laughs> all right um for parking up next to the ship just give me a quick control roll give me a quick parking roll it should yeah. be on your stats roll sheet. for parallel parking <laughs> no that's my dumb stat <laughs> uh okay uh that's a eight okay yeah that's fine 
<laughs> you know, it's, I, I, it's not exactly your fanciest bit of parking. You know, you. It's one of those where I hit the dock real hard and everybody jolts. And they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah, a boat, yeah, man. You just hit, you just hit the ship, and you're like, "Bunk," <laughs> and it kind of drifts into the right spot, and you're like, "What? What do you want?" <laughs> oh, we're here. I want to go look around for cool stuff and also perhaps a sign of the person we're supposed to be rescuing. Okay, yeah, so you climb up onto the deck of the ship. Um, you go past the the bit on the side where they write the name of it. Uh, it's called, what did I call it? I'm not, I'm not sure I called this one a name. Let's make up a name for the, for the ship. Um, the SS, whatchamacallit? The SS, um, I'm yeah, fine, that, I think, was, yeah. was the name that Flex wrote onto it. <laughs> On our boat, but the other oh, boat. The other boat. Uh, let's call it the uh, the awkward silence. <laughs> SS awkward <laughs> silence. <laughs> That's a good name. Uh, yeah, you climb up onto the awkward silence, uh, and yeah, so so this uh, ship is like basically just like more or less like snapped in half. So each end of it is like pointing out of the water. Uh, so what you've done is you've kind of like parked up kind of around the middle where it's the lowest point in the, in the, well, I didn't mention it before, but what you were floating in is kind of like part mixture of like part water, part like dragon bile. So there's kind of, it is quite acidic as you can probably imagine. So swimming around in it's something you not really want to do. Mm. Uh, so there will be a certain amount of like bubbling and kind of like hissing um, in the bits where the... Uh, the ship touches the water, so there is kind of a kind of a noise. I'm gonna try to climb up to a higher point so I can observe better, but I feel like this might be a bad idea. We'll see. And I'm looking for signs of the person we're supposed to rescue, and if there's any perchance treasure left over in the wreck. So you're gonna be looking for like a yellow belly, lily livered, uh, like absolute weakling of a man. Uh, if he has an expression like, "Oh, I let the love of my wife life die and uh, disappointed my son," yeah, that's him. D- does he resemble you at all? <laughs> Unfortunately, we are near identical. So, look, looking for another another you. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, he named me after his father, who he looks like, Flexington Metamagic Arcana. Fair enough. Except for he's just a little more scared than you. Well, I mean, once he was even more brave than I. Him and my mama were a famous adventuring duo. But then he lost his flame when mama died. Mm. And that is something I find personally unforgivable. He does her memory no honor. Sorry, mama. Yeah, in a, way, in a way, I was named after my father. I was named after my father's key trait, um, avarice. Mm. Uh, and with that, I'm going to try to climb up to a higher vantage point and keep an eye out for anything. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll yeah. Go, uh, I'll, I'll go with Aletha. All right, so, yeah, uh, we'll start. We'll go with Ava. Uh, you make your way up to kind of the one of the masts, kind of try and climb up to the crow's nest, because uh, you're kind of like splitting jobs, um, so yeah. Th- as you can imagine, the with the ship snapped in half as it is, the the crow's nest is kind of like jaunted, like jaunted, no, jaunted, no, jauntily doing a dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what that's exactly what I mean. It's it's a bit. Oh, we're that. in a fun Disney movie. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Animatronics come out and attack you all. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Stealing that idea for a future game. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Feel free. <laughs> it's a murder world after all. <laughs> all right. It's a murder world. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so the mask where the crow's nest on is kind of a, all a bit um, slanty. Askew. So it's not quite as difficult a climb, but it's a bit wobbly. Um, yeah, you you make you make your way up there, and uh, there are interestingly some runes kind of like scratched onto the um, the wood around the uh, like the, the the banister, the 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 safety railing of the the crow's nest. Hmm. Are they in a language that I know? In some, uh, no, they're in some ancient language which would need some mechanical translation mm-hmm. to translate uh yeah um okay M- making a note to uh all right <clears throat> making a note to shout down at flex and and tell him about that um do i uh yeah do, do i see anything any movement anything like that um give me an observation roll observation oh five plus five plus two that'll be a 12 all right, excellent. Um, what you can see, like on the other side of the ship, so this, you know, the side you were traveling on, mm-hmm. you can see a very, very faint kind of a golden light emanating mm. from the darkness. Okay, uh, good to know. So I, I'm gonna like shout down at. Um, actually, uh, maybe shouting is is not a good idea. Eh, I'll uh, I'll, I'll climb down like halfway. <laughs> I'll do it anyway. <laughs> I'll climb down like halfway and I'll um and, and I'll like shout out um guys there's a light coming from down the other the other side of the of, of this boat like in the distance and also flex there are some runes up here that you might know how to how to read since you said your last name was arcana I don't know runes and arcana might be similar uh but I go wide-eyed at Aletha and go, okay, you going to be all right down here by yourself? I really want to check out them runes. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll keep looking for your... Already paw. gone before the sentence is done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like one of those like uh, text Avery, like dust clouds with movement lines. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm also going to scramble up to the top and check out the runes. All right. So we'll... we'll- We'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. Uh, Aletha, we'll, we'll move on to you. Uh, looking around for fun stuff or, you know, treasury, expensive stuff. I think the first thing you will notice uh, on a cursory glance around is that towards the stern, towards the back of the ship, where you traditionally have, like, the captain's cabin. I mean, the, do- the door's still there, so you're like, oh, that's where the captain will, will have, like, slept and lived and whatnot. The door to that is locked so you're like hmm. ain't gonna be locked for long i'm gonna try to pick it oh yeah what would we do for pick could i Honestly, make the I'm case not... for sense with reflex or precision hmm. precision maybe i would have thought precision would do it personally precision sweet hey now i'm not getting junk rolls that's a nine plus three. That's a math. That's 12. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Um, you get out. What, what are you using for lock picking in this case? Hmm. 
is it is it like a how big is I mean, the just, handle just, on the just, door? Just, just to paint a picture, you know. It's, it, I'm, yeah, um, I'm not trying to trick you. Just like I'd either be depending on the size of the lock, I'd either be grabbing an arrow and just fiddling it in if it's huge, or I'd be trying to use my knife and like a piece of wood that I find on the floor to try to jimmy it open. Okay. Well, how about both? You stick an arrow in the lock. Uh, stick a knife like towards the, like the side of the door, like in the cracking. You're just wiggling them both. But luckily, this ship is very, very old indeed. So the the wood is like all dried and kind of musty, and also it's sitting in basically a pool of acid. So it's not great quality. So will just kind of like almost disintegrate uh, after a little bit of jiggling. Um, so the door kind of swings open, and you find yourself in the like the captain's cabin which has a very nice desk um, in it, on top of which uh, seems to be like an old uh, map of the seas and also just on a on a mannequin in the far corner is a very, very fancy like old tricorn hat with a big feather sticking out of it. Um, I go over and I grab the hat and I throw the hat on and I stuff the maps in my bag and then I'm checking the drawers to see if there's some kind of captain's log because she's curious to know if this was a ship that got eaten off the fl- fl- floor of the ocean or if this was a ship that got eaten by the monster while the people were still alive. Uh, yeah, there's a captain's log in like, one of the drawers of the desk. Um, it is written in like the same runes that were found up on the crow's nest, so they would also need a bit of translation. Are they but, perhaps Sylvish runes? Uh, they are not, unfortunately. They you don't you don't really know what they are. You haven't really seen this sort of language before. It's one of them ancient languages. Darn! I shove it in my bag and then I head out and start to. F- I look at the boat and I go, "Well, can I get the boat? Is the boat secure?" And if it is, I'm going to follow after them and be like, look, I found the captain's log. Can't read it, but I found it. Yeah. I'm probably going to be down at this point with Olathe. Okay, cool. Um, we'll actually, we'll swap back to Flex now. Up on the, uh, you've made your way up to the crow's nest. You're pouring over like your notes of kind of ancient runes and languages and, and such to try and figure out um, what this says. So naturally... There is a translate role come in your direction, which is based on knowledge. So, yeah, roll me a knowledge. Alrighty. Uh, would you call this like a relic artifact type deal that my novice historian would apply to? Or is this uh, just raw? I don't think so. Okay, cool. It's just raw translation. I need a better surface to roll on. Okay, so that's a nine. Okay, yeah, a nine's fine. Nine's fine. Um, you. <laughs> It is fairly simple language. It's not exactly complicated because it's been just scratched onto the edges of it. Um, so, uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh well, it wouldn't apply to this, but I do have a brush that allows me to re-roll investigate checks for like artifacts and you know st- stuff that somebody would put a brush on to be like get a closer look. Uh, would that apply to this? Uh, not in this case, no. Cool. That would be for more like, you know, if you've got an, an, an old artifact 
which kind of need, needs identifying. Like it's covered in dust or sand or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. want to be careful with it, you know. Cool. Just but, seeing the limits. No, that's all right. Um, yeah, the, these are fairly simple runes. Uh, you can more or less translate it to, uh, well, one one of them says uh, Flotus was here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, another one, you're, you, you're fairly confident says, that says Jetus is a knob. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's uh, mostly just people bored on duty. Do you think that I could be able to write in this language, like with a rough understanding? Um, I think you could probably fi- like figure out, like, after a little bit more practice, you could figure out being able to write in this language, yeah. Uh, then I, I would like to carve big flexy rocks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, looking at it, you've got a decent amount of the same kind of sounds in there. Mm-hmm. So you could get pretty close. Cool. Uh, I, I would like to leave my mark as well and then shimmy down. Ideally, if there is some sort of rope that could function as a zip line, it would be real cool to take off my scarf and, you know, use it to zip line down. But if that's not ha- uh, okay, I'll just crawl down like a new goon. You know what? What? Yeah, sure. There's a uh, one of the ropes which would normally like hoist up one of the sails. That's just kind of like light, like it is kind of um, connected between like the top of that mast and one of the like rigging points, which seems maybe tight enough to try and zip line down. Yeah, I definitely go for a super cool lo- uh, Peter Pan style like Lost Boys zip line. Okay, uh, ro- let's see. Um, this looks like you should probably roll me a fitness check. Well, good thing I'm a very strong boy. Mm. And that's a nine. Okay, so, see, one of the fun things about GMing is that when your players find themselves on a very, very old ship inside a dragon, which is kind of like eating away from the inside with, like, stomach acid and whatnot, they see a rope which has been there for time immemorial and think, you know what? That'll take my weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 6'3", 220. <laughs> I based it off Chris Hemsworth. Mm. <laughs> so, as you can imagine my joy, dear listener, as Flex jumps on this rope, which is probably older than the country they live in. And everything goes fine. And everything goes fine right up until a millisecond afterwards in which the rope snaps and Flex goes dropping right back onto that deck of the ship, however far beneath. Uh, yeah, failing forward. Yeah, well, Do failing th- downward. D- downward, and this actually goes to my point. Do you think the wood is so decrepit I could bash through the deck of the ship into a lower level? I think... That is exactly what would happen. <laughs> awesome. Can I roll However, something? However, I, I would ask you to tick off a flesh wound. <laughs> All right. I gladly take it. Ancient splinters. <laughs> yeah. The worst kind. Oh, this was intentional. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just, like, face palm. Like, oh, my. These fire-breathing... So, Wrong accent. Yeah, These fire-breathing kittens. <laughs> 
so yeah, Flex, you find yourself kind of like in the lower levels of the ship, uh, where they kind of. But that's where like weapon storage is. So they've got some very old like antique cannons. Well, of course they're antiques. They're like ancient. They've got a couple of cannons down there. They've got some you know uh, cannonballs. They've got some very old like barrels of gunpowder, which remarkably still seem to be dry for reasons that are not apparent. Um, and yeah, so you you uh, let's see what else could there be down there? How about we say there's. Um, oh yeah, let's see. Is there some like boat repair kits? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> Gun you know how can... sometimes like these old civilizations, they're more advanced in some regards. They've got like a boat repair kit, which is basically actually just a little plank, couple of planks of wood and some nails. Uh, yeah, I mean, from what I learned from the carvings of the runes, I think it might be smart for this crew to have boat repair kits near the fire. The gunpowder and cannons. <laughs> uh, I will take, like, at least one cannonball, depending on how heavy it is, because even that will sell to a collector. Um, fill up a small satchel with gunpowder, and uh, then I guess just, like, destroy the boat repair kit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I take the boat repair kit, and then... Uh, embarrassingly clamber my way up to the higher deck <laughs> all right um uh, let's say let's say with the cannonballs you can probably get about 300 gold for one it's one of those old ones and because um let, let's say in that time there was a roaring trade in like um counterfeit cannonballs so ones which would <laughs> were they look good on the outside but they were basically hollow so they would just break apart on contact with a ship like it's such a funny sounding idea but yeah no that would really mess up a war if you bought a load of of counterfeit cannonballs yeah so they're basically Uh. hollow on the inside so what they had to do um to kind of um they had like a specific like approval like seal they would um, like stamp on each like cannonball which was like made to standard Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like this one, you can see has a um, a very kind of elaborate engraving on there, which has like secret uh, meaning that only like a like a ship's quartermaster would know. So they 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 would look at it and go, "Oh, that's a proper cannibal that'll you know destroy ships properly." Oh yeah, I like. <laughs> I would say I throw it up in my hand and catch it, but it's a cannonball, so it's really heavy. <laughs> but I just kind of like look at it and go like, "Oh yeah, this will keep me off a farm for a few weeks." Yeah, see that that's one of the clever things about the old counterfeit cannonballs is that they can make them the same weight as regular cannonballs, but basically hollow. Yeah, entirely. they're it's like brittle. Yeah. Cool, rad, very fun lore. Good job, DM. <laughs> <laughs> See, you ask me how big a room is, I'm like, no idea. You ask me, <laughs> you mention yeah. a cannibal, I'm like, all right, here's the lore on this. And listeners, fail forward. If you yeah. mess up on a zip line, smash through that deck, take the damage, find a cannonball. Yeah, and don't be afraid to ask your GM for, like, you know, stuff to happen, because we're not going to think of everything. <laughs> oh. It's collaborative. That's what's fun about it. The DM is like like a big cow udder, and sometimes you just gotta milk it. You can't expect that milk to just shoot out. Moving on. <laughs> I'm a farmer. 
Um, yeah, but I go back up to the upper decks. Yeah, with a can- cannonball in hand, you've got some gunpowder and the, the boat repair kit. So you'll meet up on the the deck of this destroyed ship. I look real smug and go, cannonball. You literally did. Cannonballed right through the deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yay wrong. Took that literally. Yeah. Um, I pull like a big piece of wood out of my leg. <laughs> <laughs> um has my has penny returned yet or is she nowhere to be found oh oh yeah uh, i'm honestly i kind of forgot <laughs> you'd sent her off uh yes yeah, let's, let's say she's um, what what did you send her off for again just looking around yeah just just looking around and making sure everything is fine and to like come back and alert me beforehand <laughs> Yeah, like the way that pseudo dragons work, they have like a very limited telepathy. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so if she hasn't come back, you can kind of assume that everything is okay for the time being. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I'm stroking my other dragon, Malum, and Malum's just like, well, when am I going to get to do something? I'm just like, you're made of glass, sweetie. <laughs> uh, is that light getting any closer? Uh, no, that 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 faint golden light that's staying where it is. That's a comfort. Well, uh, so then I look at my party members and go, "Well, I found a boat repair kit as well, uh, so we can patch up the ship." Uh, you guys find anything? Uh, I notice you're wearing a hat now, Aletha. Well, yeah, I found this hat, and I thought it looked cool, so I put it on. And then I also found this, and she pulls out the maps and the captain's log. Ooh. Like, as I'm, like, looking it over, like, flipping through the journal, I go, you know, it's bad luck to wear a dead man's hat. Ew. And she, like, throws it on <laughs> the tag. <laughs> um, Avarice kind of picks it up, um, picks it up and, like, uh, and says, hmm, I could change my style, go a bit more pirate and less cowboy. Nah, I like cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> And then she throws it off. I know you'll probably think it's cool from your, like, because you're from hell and all, but you're absolutely going to get a curse from that hat. <laughs> I'm already cursed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so what does the logs and the, the sorry, what are the logs and, like, the maps kind of denote? Um, well, the maps are, like, the sur- like surrounding area around what you know is kind of, like, Nicomoy sort of area, just, like, sea charts, for example. Um the log is just generally just a um it's just a kind of a history of like how their voyage has gone so what you um you reckon that they were probably transporting like uh, like um different sorts of uh like materials uh like cloth and whatnot kind of just more of a just a trading kind of merchant ship um and there were kind of like vague mentions of sea monsters, but they didn't really believe they existed. <laughs> Looks at so I just shake my head. Do these guys not know they live in a crazy magic world? Well, maybe it was different back then. Oh, <laughs> that that posits a very interesting timeline to this universe. <laughs> I jotted down in my notebook. Um, but then the last entry is um, two words. Which more or less just translates to we're bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I can think of a bunch of two word phrases, but none without expletives. <laughs> uh, well, 
it appears they died. I snapped the book closed. You don't say. Yep, I uh, pass it back to uh, Aletha. And, uh, all right, well, finders keepers. Uh, I can set you up with a fence if you like, or, you know, I guess you could always put it in a museum. Well, why don't you sound excited at the thought of a museum? Aren't they for the community? Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine, I guess. But, I mean, I'm just in it for the hunt, mostly. But at the end of the day, like, I like making a collector happy, you know? Especially if you can put an artifact in the hands of somebody who's going to use it to great and terrible effectiveness. Whether it be bad or good, you know, it's good to put something in somebody's hands where it's going to get used. (laughs) Putting something behind glass so a bunch of snot-nosed kids can go look at it. I don't know. Sits a little funny with me. Hmm. I mean, yeah, you and I think kind of similarly when it comes to that. <laughs> well, we're all kittens, ain't we? That's what the tattoo says. Uh, cool. So I guess I would be the one to start repairing the ship. Nobody else really has, like, mechanics or anything. Aletha is stupid. <laughs> Do not want her ma- fixing the ship. If, if you need yeah. uh, if you need extra tools, I got feathers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess aesthetically I could add some feathers to it. But. Add some feathers to the ship. Um, could we make a, could we make like a, what are they called? Um, for the front of the ship where it, oh, we put the um, hat on it. A figurehead. figurehead. Yes, a figurehead. Uh, yeah, I suppose I could, I could whittle a quick figurehead. Yeah. Um. Actually, yeah, no, if it's my daddy we're rescuing, I'm in no rush. <laughs> I mean, I don't want the man dead, but slowly dissolving in acid, we could do worse. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm being crass. You know what would look cool? I'll get to work. If, if, if we took the skull that the, that the hat was on and put it on there as a figurehead. <laughs> oh, that's grim, Avarice. <laughs> and there wasn't no skull, Avarice. Oh, that's concerning. Wait, what? Why are there uh, no it, bodies? It was hanging up on like the hat rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why ain't there no bodies? Hmm. That's strange. he sw- He ate this ship whole or cracked it or something. I doubt he stuck his tongue this far <laughs> back and swallowed them all up individually. Uh. Okay. Well, actually, hmm, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll just look around and see if there are any bodies. Maybe we just didn't see any. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will do my mechanics while while this is happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I've thought of a suitably macabre idea. So, <laughs> um, a- Ava, yeah, you wander down to the lower decks just to kind of have a glimpse because only Flex has been down there so far. So you find your way kind of in towards kind of like you go down into the same like... Um, kind of uh, weapon storage area, but they're not kind of like off to the side, like slight, it's in the bit below like the captain's cabin mm-hmm. is like the kind of the main area where everyone just kind of sits and eats. Okay. Um, and what what you find there is like, you know, you have like tables lined up, but you have um, like sat uh, in like in the chairs by the table, you have like row upon row of skeletons hmm. who are like just sat in there um their seats with kind of like very like various bits of like cutlery like forks knives the occasional spoon just kind of sticking out of each of the skeletons 
Okay. I'm just like, ah, so that's where they were. Sort of a last, a last meal, I suppose. Um, okay. Uh, do I find anything of worth? Like any, uh, gold coins or anything like that? Like ancient currency that could be worth a lot? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, yeah, looting all the skeletons, pockets and whatnot um yeah you'll you'll be able to pick up a a good number of like very old like um coins they're very like very big like kind of Mm. golden um kind of very heavy coins uh you kind of like bite down on a couple of them and yep definitely gold um and then also there are some very like actually quite nice spoons if you want to take those they can go to a collector i will yeah i I think i think i will i'm gonna just like (laughs) take them out of the skeletons um, yeah, a couple of them you've got to like pry out of eye sockets, but yeah, you've done worse. Oh yeah. Um, and like, oh, <laughs> yeah, there's no they... flesh on these ones. <laughs> were they cannibals? <laughs> like, you need to check for bites. Yeah. Do, do I see any gnaw marks on these? <laughs> uh, maybe some small ones, but you think maybe bats did that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. There are those flesh-eating bats. Mm, that could be how they met oh. their end. Okay. Um, yeah, good to know. Freaking hate bats. I, I'm also like, I also really <laughs> like the idea of the of the hat skull idea, so I'm gonna try to find a somewhat pristine skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let, look let's, at just, you. let's just wow. say for the sake of um, symmetry that, like, uh, towards the head of the table, you, you find where the captain would sit, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna take his skull. <laughs> yep. All right, so I've got my skull, I've got some nice spoons, and I've got some ancient money. Perfect. Avarice is content. Because <laughs> yeah, taking ancient money or skeletons never ends up in any sort of curse. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Don't worry about it. Hey, like, I don't get cursed. Yep. I curse people. I give curses. <laughs> That's what she thinks. She's probably very likely going to get cursed. <laughs> Yeah, I look at you like a dog with its like a sock in its mouth <laughs> when you come up with a skull, and I'm like, Avarice, <laughs> you put that you put that dead man's skull down right now. But why? It's it's so symmetrical. It's so perfect. Like look at like just the the, the structure. <laughs> Do you know how inherently magical boats are? Like seafaring tales, and especially all the sea monster. We're inside of a sea monster right now. That's like a deeply dead man's skull, and I won't put it on our dinghy. All right, all right, have it your way. I'm just gonna toss it in all the right. in, in the in the acid. <laughs> and look at it. <laughs> yes. I have no problem. Should we with throw that. the man's hat after it? We might as I'm, well. I'm assuming, knowing Ava, she probably grabbed the captain. <laughs> I mean. I, I would either sell the hat. I just wouldn't put it on myself. That's how you get ghosts. <laughs> now, do you like the feathers like a boa around the neck or like big plumage on the top? I'm just like trying to figure out the masthead shape. <laughs> hmm. uh, well, either. H- how about both? <laughs> it right. just takes well, some I mean, warmer feathers. <laughs> You're going to be one plucked chicken by the end of this. <laughs> um, yeah, she has a lot of feathers. It's kind of like, you know, how someone has really, like, thick hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she is, she is looking even more threadbare, I guess, <laughs> at the end of that. Uh, cool. I got an eight on my fix check, by the way. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's it's fairly easy. There's a 
you know, there is a boat repair kit. Even an idiot could do it. And he did. <laughs> and he did. Successfully, I might add. Yeah, let's so be the honest. Is... Aletha, whoops, let's be honest. Aletha still would have screwed it up. <laughs> I would have accidentally well, we lit it on fire, that. probably. <laughs> if I tried. <laughs> yeah, like as I'm working, I'm like, yeah, I can pilot and fix most land craft, watercraft, aircraft, arcanocraft, planar craft, and uh, even a minecart once. I can imagine he does like the Bubba Gump list thing where he just goes on. Yeah. I, I was about to mention. Yeah. Um, Lightning rails, zeppelins, <laughs> elemental airships, nautical airships that function by blimp. Blamps, of course, zeppelins. <laughs> Unicycle, bicycle, tricycle, quadricycle, pentacycle. <laughs> Ornithopter motorcycle. Hey, Blitz, um, here are some artifacts. Maybe um, maybe you can give us something. Uh, anyways, um, how much do you reckon these could be worth? And then, like, when I take out the gold coin, Malum tries to eat it because he likes eating gold. It's his favorite thing. Well, I think your dragon is a perfect example. It's all about who has value in the object. Uh, Malum, just... you. you... You try to bring that down to a convenience store, they're going to tell you to kick rocks. But you take that to an auction house, and who knows? Triple the price, depending on what city. I might take that by way of a dwarf. Hmm. They uh, they like old minerals and things like that, and uh, I've seen a bunch of runes around here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess the dwarves might have an inkling of interest in this. I personally go through a doppelganger. Doppelganger. Uh, now, how might I find one of yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you can cut me in for 15%. <laughs> I'm confused in and out of character. <laughs> uh, I know a doppelganger, and if you give 15% of what you would make to me, I will make the connection. Hmm. And, and how is doppelganger going to be an advantage here? Uh, they can turn into whatever to sell into whatever market. Plus, they are literally and figuratively slimy as hell. Hmm. I'll, I'll consider it. I'll, I'll see. Yeah. I'll, I'll get an appraisal and see what 15% is, but I'll, I'll consider it. You can always shop around. Uh, you know, usually there's like a dirtbag security guard at a museum <laughs> that's like taking stuff from the back and selling it on the back end. That's like how I would first do my procuring sales when I started out. But eventually you want to go to an adventurer's guild. If they got a quartermaster or something, they, they, they got to get their magic items from somewhere. Oh, per- perfect. I mean, I, I could um, I could find the corrupt guard and find a criminal at the same time and get money. Now, that's that's something I can get behind. <laughs> now you're procuring, my girl. And he slaps a hand on your shoulder. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hang on to those items, of course. Oh, well, yeah, and I passed the maps back to Aletha. Thank you. Well, should we try to keep going? Yeah, probably. Now, my, my other dragon hasn't come back yet, so that's either terrible news or she hasn't found anything um, suspicious yet. It's either good news or terrible news, one of the two. But, yeah, we can keep going. Hopefully find more interesting stuff like this. Uh, cool. So functionally, can also the like masthead that I said I wanted to build like function as like a lantern holder? Yeah, I didn't see why not. 
So just like hanging from the mouth, you know, it's like a hook tooth yeah. or something that we can put a lantern on. Yeah. Okay, so you, so you can see where you're going, finally. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, yeah, that's good. Hey, my first rodeo. <laughs> well, it's my second, so. Ooh, I have an idea. Technically, this this is my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> five breathing kittens? Is your first adventure? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, adventuring's more my 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 daddy and my mama's gig. Right. Uh, I'm more of a procurer. I, I just like getting the items, getting paid, not having to work too hard on the farm. But times get tough and you got to pick up a day job. Yeah. And I have an idea for the figurehead. Um, My stained glass dragon, Malum, can sit on top of it and then like amplify the light so that it like goes through. Um, It's kind of a reddish light. Very hmm? super rad. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. So, so he just like kind of freezes and turns into like this dragon sculpture that like emanates light all throughout. And he looks super cool. Red light because he ate gold. <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah, you will hop back in the newly refurbished boat uh, with Dragon in front. You can see where you're going finally. So you manage to kind of like navigate your way uh, around the, the shipwreck and make your way towards this kind of like faint golden light, which seems to be coming from some ways down the dragon. Uh, as you get closer, though, closer and closer and closer, the light starts to kind of get... Uh, brighter and brighter and brighter until you enter uh, what appears to be a large large gory cavern sort of a thing that's the best way I can describe it um, and what you see like up on the ceiling of this uh, gory cavern is the like the source of the golden light which is the, the um, giant beating heart of the dragon uh, which in turn seems to be um, surrounded by this kind of like misty golden uh, field of magic um, so directly beneath this the heart is another ship it's not a shipwreck it's just like parked underneath it and as you kind of get closer you prick up your ears because you swear you can hear what appears to be maybe some chanting coming from the direction of the ship. Do I recognize the voice? Well, it's many voices. What language are they speaking? Mm -hmm. I, I might be able to understand it. Some old magic-y language, but you can't quite tell. It all kind of like mushes together <laughs> in the, the echoes. I'd like to go up and brush one of them so I can do it at advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, um... You're still quite a ways off right now. I immediately put out the lantern hmm. and, like, pull in the oars and just kind of, like, slowly... You know, like, uh, in The Hobbit when Gollum is, like, on the leaf doing, like, the silent paddling? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would start doing that and then just kind of, like, give, like, dinner plate, like, what's going on here eyes to my party members. <laughs> Uh, I would like to look around and see if I see my uh, little dragon anywhere. Uh, no sign of Penny, which seems odd to you. Hmm. Is, and is there, is this like, is there a like cavern, like is there like a tunnel beyond this that I can see? Like that she went past it? Um, not that you can see. It's like, mm. once again, it's one of the things, I don't know how to describe how big it is, but it is real big. 
And just to clarify, you said it was a gory cavern. Is it like a cavern made of gore? Or like, did he swallow an altar and now it's covered in viscera? A uh, bit of a mixture. Because so there it, is are li- like... it, it is literally a cavern made out of dragon. Okay, so it is like sculpted to a degree. Like it's not a fully organic chamber we're in. Like it it it's a adju- it's organic but man uh, made like a- adjusted. Well, it, it's kind of rib cage esque. So if you just imagine you were in your own rib cage, yeah. But you so didn't it is have just like, the... like a pair of lungs in there. This is the natural chest cavity where the heart's yeah. contained. Okay, yeah. cool. I wasn't sure if these like chanting people like. Got real <laughs> Warhammer 40k with it. It's just like a, t- a temple that goes everywhere. Um, even 10,000 leagues be under the sea. Um, what color was the <laughs> dragon thing- from the outside? Was it a gold dragon? Oh, yeah. It, no, it was like a um, a deep kind of uh, blue. Hmm. Deep kind of bluey purple. Interesting. And the inside is gold. Huh. Okay. Uh, can I make a recall check? To like, just like legends about sea dragon hearts. Like this is a, uh, a different kind of dragon than I'm used to seeing. So I'm just like, what? What am I looking at here? Yeah, go for it. Ooh, baby, that's a twelve. All right, hang on a second. Yeah, so it, you know, a decent amount about like sea dragons just from legends, because like people don't see them. Now, like, at all nowadays, they live, like, the uh, bottom of the ocean, so, like, no one goes down there, no one ever sees them. Like, legend has it they can sleep for thousands and thousands of years without ever surfacing, so being able to see one in real life is not just rare, it's basically, it never happens, like, at all. You don't know anyone who's ever seen one, you know, at all, apart from maybe the town drunks. Freaking, um, uh... What was his Terry? What Terry? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I'll see see dragons yeah. three times a week, mate. Yeah, I, I rode one once. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Terry. You're you have a severe alcohol problem. <laughs> uh, but also, like specifically, you flex. Your father spend a lot spent a lot of time like collating all the knowledge in the world that you know was available on sea dragons. Just for you know a, a sense of like, you know, just for the knowledge's sake. Uh, so rather tangentially, you are aware of there are a certain amount of like things about like the anatomy, biology of sea dragons. You do kind of know, and one of those is that the heart of a sea dragon should not be encased in random gold magic. That's definitely not natural. Uh, oof. well. Knowing that, hearing these voices, you know, in the, in the silence and the darkness of this, like, boat slowly gliding along water, uh, you hear the loading of a gun, like the sound of brass knuckles sliding over his hand. Well, looks like we're going to have to bust some heads. I slide my bow off and knock an arrow. So, I suggest we try talking. But I don't think we're going to have to talk to people like this too dang long. Probably. You don't mess with a being's heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, like, um, I'm going to take out my cigar and smoke it. 
And I'm also gonna just like exhale on that and then look up at the heart. Can I, is, is there like, can I recognize what kind of magic it is? Like if it's like divine magic, if it's arcane magic, like that kind of stuff. If they're trying to do some kind of divine ritual. Can I uh, give any sort of like, is there a help or an aid action in this system? Cause like, I know it's not natural. So if I could like be like, hey, you know, just so you know, like this is the way the heart should look. This is the way it should be, you know, like try to point out the points that are exactly what's wrong with the situation to to Ava. Yeah, there there is that sort of action, but I, the the rules are, is quite a long document. So let's just we'll just cool. make it up. <laughs> uh, uh, can we yeah. do the like a similar ability to my brush where? If she rolls bad, she can re-roll and take the second option. Uh, what Actually, what I'll do is I'll just let Ava add an extra die onto mm. the ones she's rolling. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, observe it and see if it's, like, something that I recognize or something that I can tell. And, yeah. like, I'll, I'll be thinking a lot. I'll say, hmm, I wonder what kind of magic this is. If they're doing, like, a divine ritual or if they're a bunch of wizards doing arcane stuff. What do you guys think? She just kind of takes a dragger cigar and then... Exhales it. Yeah, so let's make that a... Honestly, that looks like a knowledge. Knowledge? Okay. Thing to me, yeah. Do you 2d4 then? That makes well, the make, most make, sense Make it for... 3d4, because 3d4. That's like arguably my best skill, so that makes sense for me helping you. 3 plus 4 plus 2 um, plus 0. That is 9. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's all right, that's all right. Um, so what... Uh, I won't give you like the full idea of like what is happening to it Mm -hmm. but you you see that and you're like well there is obviously you know they are doing something to it not it doesn't seem like it's helping it in any way so yeah you you know from like your own magical studies that the color of magic doesn't actually matter so much so normally you'd think like a nice golden light would be helpful or (laughs) healing but you know that doesn't actually mean anything. It's more of like a personal kind of preference. So it's more an, a, a, like a caster's intention more than anything. So if someone thinks they're like in the right mm-hmm. or they're a righteous, it does tend to end up kind of a yellowy gold. But that's not all, like even if what they're doing is bad or wrong, it can still end up kind of golden yeah and it's and if it's not infernal or draconic or undercommon then it's not like fiends dragon people or um or like i guess people from the underdark because <laughs> those are languages that i that i know so if, if i don't recognize it then it's something else yeah it, it doesn't seem kind of like it's not really your neck of the woods mm-hmm. this particular magic but it's like what you know like a certain amount of like what can be done with like that kind of like goldy hue magic? It does tend to be more on the, I don't know. Let's say let's call it like more of a control magic. Hmm. Okay. And well, are we gonna try to talk to these people to figure out what's going on? Or I have half of a plan where I could possibly distract them so you can get in there and look for your dragon, Ava. Right. Um, I think it's good to talk to them, because maybe we can just convince them that this whole thing is causing a whole lot of problems, and they can just turn back, you know? 
This is some Kali Mall nonsense. I, mean, I, I don't know if it'll I, work, but I can be pretty persuasive sometimes. Uh, I like that plan, though, Aletha. Why don't yeah. you hang back, find a good place to shoot from from your bow? Me and Ava go do and talking. Sweet. So Aletha is looking for, like, a place where she can post up and whether it be on another wreck or whatever, but still be pretty hidden. Okay. And yeah, I'll, I'll take my other dragon with me. I'll take Malum with me. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we're, we're going, we're going in there. <laughs> should we, like, I'll, I'll turn right. to Flax and say, should we try to sneak up on them or should we just go straight in? Like, w- w- what if they start blasting at us or something? He pulls the hammer back on his pistol. Oh, we blast back at them. Good plan. <laughs> I think if we're going to try to talk, worst thing we could do is spook them. So we come up just like normal. Hey, howdy. How's it going? What are you guys up to? Doing some kind of magic on a dragon heart? That's cool. (laughs) And then we see how they respond. And if they respond in the negative, well, we got Aletha watching our backs. I give her a wink. True. Okay. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays (laughs) out in the second part of this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. We will see you in a couple of minutes. We're just going to go for a quick break. You go do whatever you want to do. Just like take your headphones off. Go make some coffee, make some tea. Like Have a stretch, have a relax. I don't know. Whatever you do with your own life is up to you. But if one of those things you fancy doing is leaving a review, then more power to you. Just go drop on whatever podcast provider you're listening to drop us uh, some sort of review we're having a good time um also the system we're playing today is relic hunter so keep an eye out for that um i have no idea when it will be released at some point in the future but it's you know what do you think of it so far folks yeah leave us a review and let us know (laughs) well uh, personally i'm i'm digging it I feel very Indiana Jones, and I like the very simple dice system. Yeah, same here. And I can use gun mechanics to shoot hellfire. <laughs> right? It's pretty yeah, easy so to it, pick up. Yeah. So if you fancy these sorts of adventures, just pay attention. Uh, or just like keep, I don't know how people pay attention to things on the internet, <laughs> but Relic Hunter, that's what it's called. Um, Give them money. Yeah, somehow... All right, we'll catch you in a couple of minutes, all right? All right, bye. Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of Fire Breathing Kittens. This episode's shout-out is from Opethian underscore Yanko, who says, quote, Lily, these are your own words, your way of noticing, and saying plainly, of not turning away from hurt. You have offered them to me. I am only giving them back. If only I could show you how very useless they are not. End quote. Would you like to do your own shout out? You can arrange for that on firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Would you like to purchase a book that we've written? You can find them on Amazon.com and Audible has our audiobooks. We've got everything from ebooks to paperbacks to hardcover novels and audiobooks. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. And lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way we can grow is if you tell someone about us. Is there an episode that would make someone you can think of smile? They won't find it unless you share it with them. Thank you.
Welcome back to the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast, where this week we are playing Relic Hunter. Woo! Now, remember, this is still in playtesting. It's not actually out. We are the first to play it uh, in a recorded setting, so hopefully you enjoy it and keep an eye out for uh, the actual Relic Hunter coming out at some point in the future. But for now, we're going to keep going with the adventure. Our adventurers, um, Flex, Aletha, and Avarice are deep in the insides of an enormous sea dragon in in an attempt to figure out why it's washed up on shore. What's up with that? That's basically the grips of where we are. At the moment, they've just come into the heart of the beast. Literally, there is a heart on the ceiling covered in shimmery golden magic, and there seem to be some weirdos on a ship beneath it doing some chanting. What's up with that? Let's find out. They split up, right? And they're going to be doing some tactical decision-making before things get wild. So that's where we are. Yeah, probably a good idea. Also, I hope you reviewed us in that break, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We see you. I know this is an audio medium, but we see you. <laughs> all right. Um, before we actually all separate, do a real quick, like, hands in the middle... <laughs> You know, not like the flat hands, but like a three-way predator handshake. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aletha, anything goes funky, you get back to the boat, we dip out of here. Got it. All real fast. Don't be a hero. That being said, I will be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> so expect me to be unexpected. You got it. Uh <laughs> also, I'm not very good at shooting this gun. <laughs> He's got, got a hit gun in his head. Noted. But I'm going to be shooting it a lot. I'll just stay behind you then. And I'll stay behind you as well. Probably for the safest. All right, let's go beat up some nerds. Yeah. Um. Before then, though, is there anything you want to ask them? Any information? Like, sh- should we try to get it um, from them before or after we fight them? Yeah, let's give them a chance to explain exactly how nefarious their purposes are before we start cracking skulls. Oh, don't worry about that. I have got a cutscene that covers all that. <laughs> oh my god, who said that? <laughs> Penny, is that you? <laughs> yeah, it's Terry. Frick He's come along. <laughs> He's Terry. sat oh, on the back god. of the boat. Damn it, Terry. When would you get here? <laughs> Okay, uh, but yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, we're just going to go in, talk to them. Hey, what y'all doing in here? Oh, we're stealing dragon souls. Well, okay. (laughs) And then we start blasting. Yeah, like, I want to know just what their crime is, so the punishment that we decide fits the crime extra well. Uh, The punishment is going to be shot and or beat up. And I lift up my right hand with the gun and the left hand with my brass knuckles. The question is, do we do it quickly and with mercy or slowly? Always with mercy. Don't be a freaking weirdo, Ava. (laughs) Uh, Let let me tell you, you are going to love this (laughs) cutscene. All right. Well, our boat golem docks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You you, uh, pull up alongside uh, this ship. You've practiced your parallel parking, so it's whisper quiet. Don't don't worry at all about it. You kind of climb up the outside like Assassin's Creed, and you just 
stick your noses over the side of the ship, and there you see a load of people in robes standing around what seems to be a makeshift kind of altar on the deck of oh, the this, ship. This is bad. They're wearing robes. Yeah, yeah. I, I got cult vibes as well. If you wear a robe outside of your domicile, something's up. Yeah. Um, so on this altar, uh, Flex, you see someone you haven't seen in a long time. My friend Michael? No, he's he's in one of the robes. God damn it, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> he was no, you knew you knew deep down, didn't you? He was always funny. Yeah. But yes, um, kind of strapped to this altar is the form of your father. Ooh. And also um, one of the, well, it seems to be the main one. He's got the biggest hood anyway. Um, holding a penny in a glass bottle, um, standing there, kind of like talking to everyone else who is kind of still chanting this kind of old uh, magical language. Uh, and I'm, the, gri- the, mm. I'm gripping my gun yeah. in my knuckles. <laughs> I look at Ava and go, they got my daddy, and they got your dragon. Just like, um, just like a thin wisp of sm- smoke comes out of uh, one of her nostrils. <laughs> guys, guys, it's time for bad guy speech. Yeah. yeah. And pulp. Yeah, pulp rules. You've got to let it go. You, you got to, oh, you got to let them finish the speech first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them finish it, but uh, I'm giving that 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 cutaway scene where I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, shaking your fist. Why I oughta? I'm gonna get you. Yeah. So, so the main um, main cultists, we'll call them, um, with Penny in a in a bottle. In a bottle. In a bottle. They got my dragon in a bottle. She ain't she ain't got even for drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't a drinking dragon. Okay. Okay. Um, and I guess because everyone else has got to do the accent tonight. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's an old western inside a dragon's yeah. stomach. Yeah. It's a good old southern dragon yeah. gut heart chamber battle. Yeah. Brothers, sisters, our guiding light is going out. For decades now, we've traveled the depths within this great beast, but with this ritual, we can reinvigorate the dragon and explore regions we've only dreamed of. And Flex, your father, kind of like shouts out from his restrained position because he's still, you know, he's still conscious, he's still kicking, quite literally in this case, he's trying to get out. But he says, you idiots, you're not helping the dragon, you're poisoning it. If you keep going with this ritual, you'll kill the dragon entirely. He goes, quiet, scum. With your sacrifice and the sacrifice of this here little dragon, our guiding light will flourish and we will descend. And all the cultists surround go, we will descend. We will descend. (laughs) And that's the end of the cutscene, so go ham on them. Um, From, go ahead. The minute it goes bad, Aletha's firing. Hmm. Uh. Hmm. I because I, I really okay. Like I I did my cigar thing. I really want to do like some kind of check to do something, some kind of social check. I, um. Hmm. Mm. Like, is there like a demoralize or something option? Like, can we uh, <laughs> can, can we scare them to like? <laughs> Probably yeah. Because I yeah. Uh, how hot? 
if I jump off of where we are, would I take damage? Well, you've kind of climbed up to the deck uh, from like sea sea level. Yeah, if I right. uh, from the deck to like what is immediately be going to going to become a melee, um, like is that a short enough jump where I could dramatically jump off the ship and you know get your hands off my daddy? Yeah, and then so, start so fighting like people. They're they're on the deck of the ship and you're basically at that level. Anyway, oh, you're just okay, okay. I pe- thought we were above them. Okay. No, not quite. You could climb the rigging, I guess, if you want to get the get a bit mm, higher. No, no, I'll just go over. But I'm I'm looking at Ava for the go <laughs> move. But you see, like, I'm I'm ready to fire off. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do some kind of health threats. Maybe we could ask them like where the treasure is within the dragon. Uh, hmm. Ain't no treasure more precious than family. <laughs> Ain't that dragging your family? True. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Yeah, I'm going to. I, I'm gonna just like um, grin at Flex. Um, you can see like her eyes. Like they're normally just like regular red. They start to glow red, and you see golden markings on her on her face. Um, she just like grins at him, and then like climbs up. And there's a huge billow of um, cigar smoke behind her, as um, as she says. Oh, you all are going to the depths of hell. You mess with the wrong devil here. <laughs> and she laughs like that. <laughs> Flares her wings. And then from the peaking position, I'm just going to, like, you know, gun in my hand, basically maintaining cover, start just firing into the crowd <laughs> of people. Okay. Alifa's so, well, aiming for the jar for her first shot. She's trying to free Ava's dragon first. Oh, nice. Uh, either, either nice or very foolish. We'll see. <laughs> well, I was going to say, maybe aim for like the arm or the hand, get him to drop oh, it yeah. instead of trying to pierce the jar itself. I was trying to shatter it. I figured it would shatter around, but if it's not going to shatter around, then yeah, well, the arm. Or, or it, like, yeah, she might there's take a, damage as well. There's yeah. a dragon <laughs> in that bottle. Yes, the arm. <laughs> the arm. It's just like, um, yeah, and, and I'll say... Um, no one gets to no one gets to torture my dragon except for me. I don't, and, and I'm just like, um, she, she's she's gonna like whisper to Flex. I don't actually do that. <laughs> Ava, come on! You can't let these freaks know you're a freak, otherwise we're gonna look like a bunch of freaks. Oh, but like the thing is, I'm the freakiest freak. So y'all better stop this ritual right now and put your hands up, or um, or I'm gonna or I'm gonna burn you all in here. You guys are gonna get a glimpse of hell before you go there. Now, do you want your last moments to be to be nice, or do you want them to go up in flames? And basically, I'm trying to get them to stop the ritual right away. Uh, I, I'll amend my statement and say just I fired a couple shots into the air to okay, make it sound like shots. we have got Yeah, just some warning shots. Yeah. All right, uh, Ava, hit me with A. Yeah, go for a social. All right. So um, I'm adding an fortune dice. What kind of dice are those? Uh, I, it's the same dice you roll with, I think, is how it works. Okay, yeah, because um, because I'm using a cigar, it gives you a plus two fortune dice, which is extra dice, but minus one in your next physique check, so I'm really screwed if I have to do a physique check. So that's for the first couple of dice is six plus five plus six. <laughs> 17 plus five is a 22. <laughs> oh boy, that's a crazy roll. Because, yeah, when I'm trying to persuade people, I have, like, smooth talker trait. 
Yeah, I, I'm going like full Shinigami eyes at them. Hell intimidating right now. Oh, damn. She got the Shinigami eyes out. <laughs> okay. Um, let's say that because um, there are about 10 of them in total, uh, I will say that um, three of them just like break ranks and just run for it <laughs> off the ship and don't really think about whether they can swim or not. Uh, but head head cultist will just kind of go, you cannot stop. I'm not sure what happened to the accent, but we'll <laughs> see. I'm sounding southern. There we go. Okay, I got it. I'm afraid you cannot stop the dissension. You're right. Your dissension into hell. And then I'm going to fire a... Uh, I'm going to, like, shoot a hellfire at, at him. <laughs> nice one, Ava. You freaking got that nerd. <laughs> All right, sweet. So um, we're coming into what we call in the Relic Hunter world as a skirmish, which is not I'm to be... a skirmish. Con- yeah, not to be confused <laughs> with last year's character, skirmish. <laughs> <laughs> but we're already inside of one character. We're not inceptioning. <laughs> okay, so how this works is we've got two teams. So we've got the good guys and we've got the bad guys. Um, three on the good guys' side. Seven on the bad guy's side. So whoever um, starts off the fight goes first. We basically take it in turns. So one person from the good guy's side, then go one person from the bad guy's side. And it's basically attack tennis until all of one team have gone and then the rest of the other team kind of use up their moves. Okay? So to start off, we'll have uh, Ava shooting. Shooting hellfire. Uh, and shooting hellfire. Which I, I believe... love the finger guns thing too. Uh, so I believe that would be a precision. Yes, it is precision. I think. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is a two d six plus two. Like, what is with my rolls? I'm gonna roll terribly one day. Oh my god, one time. Yeah, six plus five plus two is thirteen. Like, oh my god. Oh yeah, that that most certainly hits. Hang on, let me just get enough. Two, three, four, five. Four. Because then I can keep... Tra- I've got some cards so I can just keep track of people. So these are the ones who are alive. Put them face up. Okay, yeah. You, Who are you aiming at? Just the main one? Yeah, the main one. Because, you know, if you if, if you take down their leader, then the rest of them will kind of um, be easy pickings. And yeah, yeah I, I am true. trying to get uh, um, them to drop my dragon as well. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what damage does your finger guns do? Um, yeah, it's based off of this gun called the 1911 SA, uh, and its range is reach slash mid. It does one mortal wound. Yeah, one mortal. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I will do you a deal. How about if you want to um, shoot, like, specifically for the hand to get rid, to force him to drop Penny? Mm-hmm. Then, if we downgrade that to uh, like a flesh wound rather than mortal wound, uh, okay. Will this be like a permanent thing, or just for like this instance? Because like to getting him to drop something. No, just just for this, just for this instance. If you want to just try and shoot this out, obviously that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna be a mortal wound, is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you're just trying to get him to go yowch yeah. and recoil. Yeah, pretty much. Just show him how how much it can, how much it hurts, and get him to drop the dragon. Yep. It will we'll downgrade it to a flash yeah. wound. <laughs> yeah, that that that's that's just the 
you're making a deal. Mm -hmm. That's not really a, a written mechanic, but I thought it'd be quite nice. Yeah. You know? But yeah, uh, you, sh you shoot him like right in the hand. There's a kind of a sizzling kind of burning thing. He, he get, you know, jumps back, goes, Youch! You know, in the standard cartoony way. Dro drops the bottle, this bottle smashes, Penny flies out, just like zips off to hide somewhere <laughs> <laughs> until the end of... Until the end of the skirmish. Mm -hmm. Okay, sweet. So it's uh, one of the cultists' turn. Uh, who is gonna? I think is gonna shoot back at you. Um, shoot back at Ava with a pistol. Okay. Or what passes for a pistol in this world? <laughs> like a, a little hand crossbow, maybe. Arbalest. Maybe or like a or a slingshot, maybe. Uh, so how these. Uh, roles work is that it is versus a character's endurance. Endurance. Okay. Uh, just general attack rolls. So I rolled a four uh, versus endurance. Mine is four. So if it's meted to beat it, then I guess it hits. Um, hang on. I will have to double check that because I think um, ba -ba -ba -ba. I think you actually have to get over it oh. uh, in this way. I do remember reading something about that but, yeah, well, uh, just so I don't have to check, I do remember reading somewhere that you have to get over okay. the endurance or something similar. So we'll say that um, the the cultist kind of shoots back at you and it just, like, pings into the wood, like, right next to you. Actually, can we, can we do something else? Because in my um, in the last game that I was in, I got, a, I got some gloves of missile snaring. So, like, could I, uh, like, catch it? Um... <laughs> Like for flavor, like if it misses, gonna catch it. Uh, yeah. Or at least know. deflect. Man, I, I got that item. Yeah, I was I'll just like, I just really want to catch a missile, like not throw yeah. it back or anything. Yeah, just go for flavor. Go for it. So I just so so it looks as though it's gonna go like straight for your head, but you just grab it and hold it there, and you're like, what? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, and and then I try to snap it. It doesn't work, and then I just let it drop, <laughs> pretending I didn't try to snap yeah, it. Like, Never mind. Okay. Okay, awesome. All right, so it is one going to be the good guys team. Who's going next? Mm, I'd kind of like for Aletha to go next because I'm going to get right into it. So if you could start to thin out the crowd, that would be good. Okay. Um, so I guess I just I yell like, Aletha. And I yell back, I'm supposed to be snaky, you jerk, and fire off a shot. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, so nitty gritty later. <laughs> <laughs> so I roll the walk me through it again because I was trying to listen and I got confused. Yeah. Okay, so you roll whatever um, thing you attack with. Okay, so the precision. Oh, sweet! And I add my bonuses in, right? Um, as far as I know, yeah. But these guys are real easy to hit and to go down, so don't worry about it too much. Okay, so 13 to hit. Oh, yeah, then. certainly. I don't mind telling you they need, like, uh, over five to hit. Okay, and that's one mortal wound. So don't wound. worry about it. Um, I am just aiming... Oh, yeah, that that's one of them down. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm just trying to take them out to thin them out. Um, preferably in front, of, in front of Flex, so that way he has a clearer shot to get where he needs to go. Ava can hold her own. Ava has fun in these kinds of things. <laughs> she really does. Yeah, so let's say like one of the cultists was making their way over towards 
like the edge where Flex is like trying to climb over the edge. Um, and like there's just like suddenly an arrow sprouts from their chest and they're like, they look, they look down and they're like, oh no. And then just topple sideways. Okay, I, so. After uh, I do that, I call out and I go, if you happen to remember, it's helpful to grab those things as well. My arrows, so I can get them back. Oh, uh, okay. Right. That was I'll useful buy for everyone. Your new ones. We get to save my daddy. <laughs> okay, it's bad guys' uh, time. So we're going to have uh, one of the cultists run over. Oh, like over the body of uh, this one, the one who's just been shot with an arrow, uh, to go and swipe at Flex with a knife. Uh, that will be a... Uh, oh, I wouldn't worry about it. That's a, a two versus your endurance. Mm, four. Yeah. Uh, so the, the cultist will just kind of like swipe at you with a knife, but you kind of easily just dodge out of the way. You're like, Haha, this is far too easy. So you've got one right right in front of you, Flex, as it's your turn now. Uh, beautiful. So, uh, I'm going to whap him with my brass knuckles. So I make a bulk check. Uh, you said the number was five? Yep. It's an 11, or sorry, 12. Nailed it, yep. And, uh, the damage is 2FW. Yeah, so that's two flesh wounds. Which is enough to get him to go down. So you smack him cool. around upside the head. Could I flavor it? Because my gun also does two flesh wounds. Just a real, like, punch in the face, shot in the stomach combo. Um, I think mechanically you'd need to pick one. Uh, but... How about this? Punch in the stomach, pistol, butt him with my pistol with the other hand. Yeah, I can I can do that. Cool. Just a nice two-hit combo as this dude swipes yeah. on me, I dodge out of the way, and then just whap, whap. Yeah. And I continue my, like, direct beeline towards the altar where my father is bound. Yeah, sweet. Okay, so that's another one down. Okay, so there are uh, five left, including uh, head cultist. All right, so it's the bad guys' turn. They've got a couple of uh, those... Far, hang on, one of them has already had their turn, so there are four that haven't had their turn yet. So I'm just going to throw out some, throw out some numbers. All right, so there's going to be one that um, throws a shot off at Flex for being, you know, running close and also smashing his friends. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're friends. They might not be. They might hate each other. Who knows? Uh, but that will be an eight versus your endurance. That's a hit. Yeah, so um, what a bullet or crossbow bolt, who who knows, uh, strikes into your shoulder. It really hurts. Uh, so that does, uh, yeah, let's go for two flesh wounds against you. Uh, how do I know my total? Uh, you should have, basic, basically, uh, this bit is a bit difficult to understand Three. the rules at the moment, but you should have... Uh, three flesh wounds equals one mortal wound. I've given each cool. of you three mortal wounds, at which point it's kind of like death zone. So you've got so nine I'm in at, total. I'm at my first mortal. Uh, almost. Uh, got sorry, did you say two or one damage? 
Um, two flesh wounds, but there are three flesh fruit wounds to make a mortal wound. You got one earlier. Remember my cannonball through the deck? Uh, yes, I do now. Yes. Yeah, so I am at my first, first mortal. mortal. Uh, bleeding bad, like, really not looking so hot, but mm-hmm. uh, you were saying running across the deck? No, it is a slow, deliberate walk, knocking out anybody in front of me who prevents me from going and saving my daddy. Yeah. So, so as such, you like your crossbow bolt hits you in the shoulder. You don't even flinch. You just keep going. Yeah, but the, the the amount of blood, this that dark vitae that is flowing down mm. my white tank top under my rain slicker. Right, and so there is going to be another shot um, aimed at once again at you, Flex. But this one goes like right over your other shoulder. Kind of just into the darkness, pings off some way. Once again, you don't even flinch, you're just straight Hyper line. focused. Yeah. Tunnel vision. Which um, is only aided by blood yeah. loss. <laughs> uh, and then someone's one someone's gonna take a pot shot at Olatha. Just, you know. But you're kinda like staying out of it a little bit. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna roll the one dice because they don't really know where you are at this point. I'm so it is, it is just, it is just luck. So, uh, no, I rolled a two. So unless you've got very low endurance, that's nope. gonna shoot off into the darkness as well. Okay, so back to the the top of the round, good guys, uh, team. Who wants to go first? Relatively good, I guess. Um, I guess I will. I still want to go comparatively good. I want to go last. Okay. Like, thin the crowd as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to shout up flags. Um, hey, listen, when you got your daddy and you're out of here, um, how would you sprinkle some gunpowder down there and then we can blow this thing up? Um, blow the rest of them up. <laughs> uh, let's try the alcohol move again. Yeah. Anyways, um... So I got my satchel of gunpowder ready to be thrown in the crowd. Yeah, like once, once Ooh, the, okay. the once like the quote unquote good guys are out of danger. Well, I mean, Flax <laughs> seems actually pretty good, <laughs> so he is he could call him a good guy. Anyways, my mama raised me right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I am going to fire again, hellfire at the leader this time targeting a more like serious part of him now that he's dropped my dragon so yeah uh that is a three plus a two plus a two is a seven uh yeah that, that'll hit him okay so he gets one mortal wound Ooh, from hellfire yes. okay <laughs> yes um he his robes will kind of like catch on fire and he is not looking so well he is looking quite hot <laughs> right now but that's just because of the fire and just draw a line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very striking. Yeah, and but all, all like almost almost finished off there. I've got to make one of them a bit tougher. <laughs> so I, I will put him aside. Okay, it's bad guys this time. So yeah, um, the actually yeah we'll we'll make the main cultist just kind of like cower a bit, mm-hmm. like behind the rest of the goons. So it was like. You know, on on fire. He's like, Ugh, "Protect me, you fools!" And we'll just hide behind, and we'll use that as his go. So he's basically got cover now, so you can't aim at him. But it's back to the good guys. I'ma shoot him again. 
I just I'm clearing the way for flex. Yeah, sweet. Okay, give me a roll then. It is six plus three nine. All right. Uh, one thing I've remembered that is possible in this is to do a dodge action, which uh, because you've got three parts to your um, your turn, there are you know three different kind of actions you can use. If you if you don't use the first action, I forget what it's called because it's not in front of me. Then you can use that to dodge uh, later on. But what was the number again? Nine. Well, considering they're rolling d4s, that is completely impossible to dodge. So <laughs> I'm going to try it anyway. Ah, oh, that's I've, I've rolled an eight. Oh. That's kind of annoying. <laughs> oh well. And it's one yeah. mortal wound. Yeah. So th- yeah, this one is going to go down. Um, but <laughs> what what this one does is like is trying to like sneak round um, like the mast to try and be because he thinks he knows where Alatha is. So it's like, I'm just going to try and sneak around and be clever about this. But nope, there's an arrow through the neck. Hey, so close. F- hey, Flex, mind hurrying it up a bit? Okay, bad bad guys. Uh, Just like an open palm, like, give me a minute. You know, not like a front of the hand, right. or palm of the hand, like stop, but like a back of the hand, like I'm in the middle of something right now. Hmm. And then, uh, yes, one one cultist is going to run, screaming at Flex, brandishing another knife, and that's a three. So once again, like Flex is like slightly move like like a millimeter in one direction, and it just kind of, sort of grazes kind of his whiskers a little bit, but he doesn't care at all. Speaking of Flex, it's time for you to do what you do. Uh- so can I make it to my daddy, or do I need to attack another person before? Uh, personally, I would probably attack this one, because he's just Alrighty. shaved you a little bit. That's a seven on the die, so yep. two what more flesh wounds. Yep, this, uh, one, this one's going to go down as well. Uh, can I do one of those knife turns where he comes at me with a knife, and I turn it back and stick it up in a, into oh, his ribcage? Yeah. That's only fair. And then just, like, push him away, like, brushing away tree branches. Yeah. And, yeah, it just topples to the floor. Uh, so, let's knock that one off. Okay, I'm going to say that the sight of you just, like, terminating, terminatoring your way over towards them, like, just covered in blood, there's an arrow sticking out of your shoulder. The two which are defending the the main cultist, they're just going to turn and run because they're like, no. Like they, they've they've just seen like they've seen the 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 determination in your eyes, their boss is on fire like cowering <laughs> behind them like squealing and crying. And the like, fact that I don't like my eyes don't even glance away for a second to notice the enemies in front of me, belays like such a confidence within me that I could only view as inspiring fear. Oh yeah, big time, <laughs> big time. The, like they, they rolled their fear checks and they failed. Are are you afraid of snow when it falls on your shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> There's also like just arrows raining from who knows where. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I got I got my girl on my back. I got my girl on my side. <laughs> She's full on making their leader cower. <laughs> I'm saving my daddy. Yeah. So these two run off. 
like maybe below deck somewhere, they're going to go off and hide and rethink their career paths. <laughs> Is being a cultist a career? <laughs> the important I would question. call it more of a hobby. <laughs> well, I mean, they've no, been but... down there for a long time, so it's, you know. Oh, pitiful, pitiful people. I don't know. Maybe they do trade at some point. I don't know how it works. Cultist exchange <laughs> I'll program. I'll brush them off later. Yeah. I'll brush them off and investigate later. Yeah. So basically just in front of you is the, like the, the, like the, the, the fire's burnt out a bit now, but yeah, just the, the cowering kind of like head, head cultist. Again, just kind of like Lying there like in a fetal position, like, <laughs> That's Ava's game. <laughs> I just, with my brass knuckled hand, because I am ambidextrous, uh, full force with a left-handed punch down on, like, the actual shackle part of the chain. Yeah. Trying to just break him open. Yeah. Um, give me a, what would we call it? Um, yeah, that sounds like a bulk sort of a thing. You just smash. Well, you know, I've worked on a couple farms in my life. Oh, that's such a bad roll. Um, that's a seven. No, no, that's, that's Two and a one fine. and a two. That's fine. That sounds like five to me. Two and a one and a two. Five. Yeah, that's five. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, my God. Oh, shoot. So- sorry, mama. <laughs> I done forgot my maths. <laughs> yeah, so I got a five. No, that's all right. Just... Yeah, you, you, can, you can break through the, like, the, the shackles, but it will kind of like hurt your like hand because you you've you've decided for some reason to punch with the arm which has the arrow in the shoulder oh that's right i I done got shot (laughs) i mean you forget these things sometimes um yeah the yeah you smash through the the shackles holding your father down and he sits up and goes junior what'd you do that for i had it all under control all right then daddy i just was trying to save one of my parents didn't want you ending up like mama. And I turn around and start walking back to the dinghy. Oh, okay. Hang on. I I, I need to sort out this. Uh, and gestures up towards the big golden mist, which is still kind of enveloping the the heart. Uh, Flex doesn't turn back, but maybe like uh, Aletha would see it because she's in a vantage point. He's he's weeping. Like silent tears. Poor Flex. Hey, uh, whatever dumb shoot stuff my daddy's trying to investigate, that's fine. That's just fine. More important to me, more important to mama. I got a new family now. You okay, Letha? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, get your butt back to the boat. What about your daddy? Wipes his eye. He's fine. And then I go in the SS. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Aletha, um, I start scrambling down, but when she does, she says, Ava, grab the old man. We gotta go. Yeah, if if I blow this ship to smithereens, I don't think, I I don't think you can use it. (laughs) Um, I mean, oh boy. Uh, sure, I, I'm gonna try to um, go and get get up to what, what was his name? So yeah, I'm gonna ask Flex, what's your daddy's name? It was Archibald. Hmm. Archie Arcana. 
hey, Archie Arcana, um, get your butt over here because you could do investigating later because these guys, I, I've got a personal thing. I, I got to blow them up and you ain't getting out of here he like <laughs> without the ship. Flex dramatic turns on his heel and like cracked voice screams. No, he got magic to fix. <laughs> Let him do his damn business. I mean, it'll only take a, a few moments because it'll pull like a, an artifact, like a thingy, glowy thingy out of his pocket. You, you watch him call it and just kind of hold it up to the oh, the golden light. Of course. And, Papa got a MacGuffin like he yeah. always do. <laughs> uh, it's, it's his middle name. Archie MacGuffin Arcana. Uh, Archibald MacGuffin Arcana. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are there any more of these cultists around? Um, none that you need to be worried about. They're hiding down down in the bottom, so if you blow it up, you get more souls. That's true. You can't you can't destroy a religion. Even if you stamp out every bit of belief in these people, there's probably a writing somewhere that some lost soul will find and then start this whole process over again. Well, I mean, they, they uh, can remain in the cult. A, a squeak comes from the, the head cultist and it's like, no, there isn't. Okay. Um, it's just us. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, well, you guys can keep on practicing your religion. You guys are going to be the sacrifices. Oh, I'm going to have some fun when I go back. <laughs> <laughs> it's only fair. <laughs> um, well, yeah, like, I, I'm not going to blow the ship up when people are on it. <laughs> so I'll either wait until Archibald has done his thing, or if he gets onto this, the boat that we're on, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not, like, oh, I'm okay. storming off to the boat, but I'm not storming mm. off. Mm. Well, he, he's going to just no, hold, hold it up and do some kind of, like, little kind of magic bits and pieces in the golden light float like flows from the heart into the the macguffin and he's like right we we need to get moving and and sure enough um the kind of water in well water acid whatever you want to call it that inside the the kind of cavernous chamber uh starts to kind of like writhe and move as you can feel the dragon itself kind of shifting position as if it know, it knows it's kind of like good to go, <laughs> but doesn't care that there are still people inside. Yeah. Well, what I would like to do is I would like to have the explosion, like the momentum of it, like just jet us forward out of the cavern. And then oh, actually, well, I'll, I'll say, Penny, down here. <laughs> I'm not going to wait for you. <laughs> if you get caught in the explosion, the Penny it's up flies to down you. to you. <laughs> she, she knows it's safe. <laughs> Again, with the air quotes. So yeah, I, I think I think I think you heard that, didn't you? You heard the air quotes. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Safe. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. So if any flies down to you, don't worry about that. Um, yeah. So Archie's gonna move over towards the boat. Uh, everyone can hop in and start to escape. Mm. Hopefully, I wonder there may be something coming up. Who knows? Not me. <laughs> I hope you. <laughs> um, hey, Flex, you driving us out of here? Yeah. Only one of this family does something important. What was that, Junior? Uh, as I do my, what, control check? Uh, yes. Cool. I yell at my daddy. 
I ain't your junior. You didn't even give me your name. You gave me Pappy's name. And that's an 11. Well, if you want to talk technicalities, then my dad called me Junior. And we don't share the same name. It's just a thing we do in our family. Mm. A thing we do in our family. Why, why, why'd you leave your little academy? Thought you were book smart now. You can't see it, but I'm <laughs> you're, you're rowing. rowing a rowboat. <laughs> Furiously <laughs> rowing. Uh, are, are we having the ship explode? I mean, yes. I, I was waiting for everyone to get off the ship, and I'll just like, boom, hellfire. Okay, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll save that for a dra- suitably dramatic moment. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, if there's a they they called me and they were like, "Hey, there's this massive dragon who's turned up on shore, and something's up with it." I'm the only one who actually knows a damn about these sea dragons, so of course I'm gonna go and it's like, why would this? If 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 you had even bothered to pay attention to my my like. What I told you when you were younger, this is this dragon is Miraxis. It's older than like the continent itself. Why would I not go and see if I can f- make it better? If I can't help it, why would I not? His mama told Flex, "Respect your elders." There is so much he wants to fire back with in this moment. Closes his mouth. Bites his tongue. You know best, Daddy. You don't come crying. I don't come around next holiday. Uh, I I do appreciate you coming to my assistance. I, I thought, didn't know it was you. I, I, d- I took the job because I heard there was an artifact. I thought I was going to make some money off this, and once I found out you were in trouble, I came to come save you. But what you need to do, finish your magics. You know what? There's a lot of big magic in this world, Daddy. A lot of magic that can bring people back. But you're going for some sort of sea worm. I see where your loyalties lie, Daddy. You're right. There are some things that can't be fixed. So I, I learned a long time ago that if you can help, then you have the responsibility to help. So I, I try to step up and help. Obviously, it didn't go exactly to plan, but I'm just trying to do right by your mother, as I know you are. Well, at least we can agree on one thing. I, I, like, keep my eyes focused moving the boat forward and don't turn back to my father. I whispered to Ava, Hey, now, this might be the time for the dramatic exit, if you know what I mean. And I, 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 I wait for her, um, and, like, uh, and say it. Indeed. And then I say, yeah, he's right. A lot of magic in this world. And then, boom, <laughs> fire off at the ship. <laughs> That's hopefully loaded with gunpowder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely would have dropped my sack of gunpowder like before I boated, boarded the boat. So you could have laid it out, however. Yeah. Well, what, what we could say is um, Olathe, like lights an arrow and just shoots it into... Like the side of the ship where we've got that bag of gunpowder, which sets off a chain reaction, which blows the entire ship. Ooh, could he create like a big cough in the sea dragon that like forces us? Yeah, out I, I was going to say there'd be like a, a wave which pushes you, kind of like shooting out. Eventually, 
like carries you to the mouth of the dragon, which shoots you splat onto the beach. <laughs> um, yeah, Avarice takes out a cigar and says, "Smoking ain't good for you," <laughs> and then smokes it. <laughs> See, this is what smoking does. Uh, I put out my hand to my father, like you know, wordless. But he sees in the palm of my hand is my fire-breathing kitten's tattoo. Okay, like, GM, I, th- I think I know what you're meaning by that, but... Yeah, just a handshake. Like, I'm not oh, going to okay. hug my dad, I'm not going to say goodbye, but it's just sort of a, like, I'll shake your hand, and then maybe he looks and is like, oh, damn, my, my boy done been marked. Okay. Uh, son, I mean, for what it's worth, I am sorry. And uh, you are you you know you're a you're a man now you're man grown, and you know is 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 your decision, you know what you want to do with your life, and I'm just glad that you're good at what you do. I learned it from my daddy. I shake his hand and walk away. Uh, meanwhile, the dragon uh, will kind of like start wiggling. An enormous mile-long dragon does not wiggle me. <laughs> writhe. Yeah, it'll kind of writhe its way back into the ocean and kind of disappear uh, beneath the surface. Um, as you kind of like are lying there on the beach, all three of you, um, one of the um, one of the dig team, one of the first aiders, runs over to Flex uh, to examine the arrow still like in your shoulder. And just kind of like looks it up and down and says, "Oh, I don't like the look of that." Oof. no, that's a uh, that's that, that that's one of them hunting shafts. That is, can't get nah. That, that's destroying the cartilage up inside. We're gonna have to take it off. <sighs> I got it. He throws his arm on like a piece of driftwood and then starts carving away his arm. Now that is a man who uh. Just does not care. <laughs> um, I do. Do you want me to cauterize it so it stops bleeding? <laughs> no, but can you bring me some of that rigging from that bit of ship that Dragon Dunn threw it up? Sure. I'm gonna get up and toss it over to him once I get there. So, one-handed, I like piece together like a suitable, just like raw skeletal mechanical arm. Sort of like place in the right places, uh, motion over for one of the healers to like splash a healing potion on it. And then I look to Ava with just absolutely dead eyes. <laughs> All right, see her then. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then I will. I, I, I will. I will cauterize your wound. <laughs> uh, trying to because there are people watching. Tr- trying to hide how much I enjoy doing that. <laughs> I'm just going to be, like, um, deadpan as well. <laughs> but there's a little bit of light in her eyes. And on well. that lovely view... <laughs> Lisa didn't get my kitten hand. Yeah. And I, like, put out, like, a high five with the fire-breathing kitten symbol I, on I, my I palm. Take my, I take my glove off and show him, like, the matching one that's on the back of my hand and then high five him. Yeah, uh, le- yeah at least you didn't have to get that tattooed again. That would have hurt. <laughs> I know, but it would have cost me money, too. They only give you the first one for free. (laughs) And, yeah, on that note, the seaside operation. (laughs) 
Uh, we will leave it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Next week will be an entirely new adventure, new characters, probably a new system. We're experimenting with lots of different uh, new fun indie games. So if you've enjoyed this, this is called this system is called Relic Hunter. Be interesting to see what's happening next week. Go have a listen or go listen to last week's. Who knows what's going on? Certainly not us. It's all wild rides here at the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. But for now, let's say goodbye to our adventurers for this week. So goodbye to Aletha. I'm billing for my dry cleaning. <laughs> and it's goodbye to Ava. Um, yeah, I'm going to use the fact that when my companion lost a, a, a limb, um, we met cultists and um, and my other companion here lost arrows that are completely irretrievable to try to really negotiate a high price for what we've done. Because <laughs> we are, they owe it to us. But yeah. Yeah, those arrows are expensive, yeah. Catch you next time. And also, goodbye to Flex. Y'all come back now. You hear? Hmm. See ya. Bye. It's the part of the show where we do a promotion swap with another podcast. If you'd like to do a promotion swap with us, contact us at firebreathingkittenspodcast at gmail. Have you heard of the Play On podcast series from Next Chapter Podcasts? This is where theater meets podcast, combining the modern-day audio phenomenon with the power of live performance. Play On podcasts are epic audio adventures reimagining timeless tales, featuring original music composition and the voices of extraordinarily gifted artists. Check out Play On podcast.